Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good news. You started a company. Now you have to run it. When you look out into the sea of CRMs, it can look extremely blue. But HubSpot is here to give your company a more human approach. We're a CRM that's easy to use, aligns all your teams seamlessly, and delivers a better experience for your customers. So your business feels like a helpful partner and not just some company trying to force a sale. There's a better way to help grow your business by connecting your people, your customers, and your business. HubSpot. Grow better. Why do we force so that we can learn to pick ourselves up? Still haven't given up on me. Never. Where were the other drugs going? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you found us on. And Davey, we're, 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 we are where it all begins again. Bum, bum. <laughs> where are the other drugs going? <laughs> yes, we're, we're back to the beginning. Where of it this all Batman adventure, yeah, we've been doing all these uh, these Batman reviews. Going to going to Gotham City, I believe we've done. Uh, ooh, how many have we done so far? We've done Batman Returns, Mask of Phantasm, Forever, Batman and Robin. So this is our sixth. What about the sixties one? Oh yeah, so this is the seventh one. Seventh Batman review, and it's taken seven films to find out. How did Bruce become the Batman? It's Where did true. it all begin? It's true. Over, over all these past movies, they didn't really... Like, we've seen the guy's poor parents die like eight times, and we've only seen like seven iterations of it. But no, uh, the, the, it's funny. So, we, we, yeah, you've mentioned we've done all these reviews. Uh, the 60s review is the only one we did before we started doing this. Mm. Uh, it was the, the, the real beginning. Uh, because someone had picked it for up I yours, it was Rob McDonald. Yeah, so we watched that and did that on the Patreon. But all the other ones are here in our back catalog of all the post uh, shows that we've done, including all the Tim Burton ones, and then yeah, even an animated one, which really kind of shows the the origin of Batman. It, to put it into perspective, uh, Mask of Phantasm currently is our highest rated Batman film. Okay, it beat the Burton films, yeah. definitely beat the Schumacher films. <laughs> 
so yeah, that's currently our highest rated Batman. Film. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, some people some people say tomatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> Batman Schumacher is actually the greatest mm. and some people say it's not but here we finally get to like I guess our Batman like obviously when we were kids we had like eight different Batmans because mm. like there's the, the, the cartoons there's the reruns of Adam West there's uh, Val Kilmer there's George Clooney there's Tim uh, sorry Michael Keaton mm. so like as kids we had the toys for that era for those, yeah. but then I say we kind of grew up as like young adults teenagers this is our teen Batman yeah this is yeah. like our, our our teen throb Batman yes maybe not <laughs> I, I do find it funny how um, I kind of feel I, I never questioned watching those early Batman films the origin story they were just origin stories almost seemed unimportant sure you'd have a little flashback of uh, Thomas and Martha dying and Pearl's falling on the Always floor. the pearls. Always the pearls. But I remember as a kid, like, I'd watch the TV series, I'd watch the Burton films, the Schumacher films. You just wanted to see Batman. You don't really care about Bruce. You don't really care about how he became this thing. Yeah. And I feel it wasn't really until maybe Spider-Man, when we saw the, the origin story of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, when suddenly from that point onwards every superhero needed an origin film. And you think you've then got the whole MCU and you see the origin story of each character. And yeah, it's crazy to me that it took this long to do a proper origin story. And part of me wonders if it's... They don't perceive it as, uh, like Hollywood, as marketable, the whole kind of um, going to Asia to train in, in like ninja combat right. and all that whether they just think I don't know we know Hollywood whitewashes a lot for right? sure, and for sure. there's part of me that wonders if they think oh that sounds a bit serious or or boring maybe or uh, we won't like the Hollywood audience won't take to that perhaps rather than it's he got bit by a radioactive <laughs> bat and then is like superhero you know which which is strange because uh, we were we, we usually don't watch uh, movies and reviews and stuff together. Sometimes we do, depending on. So we were watching like a big chunk of this the other night, and um, you were saying like, "Oh, it's it's totally trying to make James Bond, oh, stop, Batman 100%. James Bond. It's it's totally trying to make Batman James Bond." Which is funny because clearly people who made Casino Royale, Royale watched this movie. <laughs> yeah, so Casino Royale comes out the next year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I believe Barbara Broccoli's gone on record as saying like she was inspired by this. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan's never hidden the fact that he's wanted to make a Bond right, film. Right, got you. And the characters that, like Lucius Fox, if we have seen him in any of the other films, not enough to be yeah. like remembered and i'd say the same about jim gordon as well like we've seen him in all the films but he's just had he's talked to batman a little bit by the the light whereas here the whole like lucius fox scene is oh this is nolan making his q scene q showing the gadgets and uh you feel that with all the supporting cast like um gordon is almost i mean what would i guess alfred would be would gordon be m and alfred would be uh, money, Penny. <laughs> yeah, Gordon would be M because like Batman's. Ah, I think I think Alfred, Alfred, I guess, would be Money Penny because is always looking out. Like not the like we'll, we'll occasionally fuck yeah. sort of thing, but always I'm looking out for you, even when you you're at your worst and you fuck up. Mm. I've got your back, and I feel that Money Penny's kind of that character. It's it's also because like I I always say 
Batman is like the American James Bond. It's the equivalent because like they've gone through, we just mentioned, like generations of these movies being made and same with James Bond, like going way back. So it's like, it's very, it's like a, a character and obviously it sticks maybe with more people, uh, some people a bit more because it's like has that superhero comic book thing. Mm. And this definitely goes to like the, the detective comics. Like there's so many... Uh, inspirations from so many of the past comic books that are used into these stories that like uh, as as a kid you might go ah like I just want to see the freak of the week and the crazy villains and oh the scarecrow is in it and uh, yeah it, but more so when you watch it older you're like oh they're trying to make this try to be as real as possible mm. because Batman is something that's so ridiculous it's a guy dressed as a bat but in some of the old comic books he never was trying to be like that, like Spider Man uh, or X Men or the stuff with magic, essentially, no. right? He's a, just a guy who's yeah. like a, a vigilante. So they go in that avenue, and I think it makes for like a way more interesting character than like some of the the movies that we've watched prior, like Batman Forever. What the fuck is the premise of that movie? Oh, yeah, visually, it's amazing, it's, but it doesn't make it's sense. It's just Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> laughing, trying to outlaugh Jim Carrey. That's the plot of that movie. Uh, so it's just like here because that was like, how do we make an advertising advertisement for toys? Mm. Here, it's like completely opposite. It's like we're actually just making a, a good movie. I think it's it's actually quite impressive for a big studio movie still like in around this time. They clearly got gave a lot of free reign to Christopher Nolan. Yeah. And we always hear about studio interference. And watching this film, I get the impression Christopher Nolan's like, fuck off, I'm making my film. And perhaps, I know, I've probably said this on a show before, I know David Fincher credits uh, Aliens 3 to him being a better director. Because he says it's such a disaster of a film, in his opinion. Yeah. Uh, He's so embarrassed by it. And it's because there was so much interference that since then, um, any studio interference, he's like, no. And there were those leaked emails, weren't there, a few years ago, where Fincher walked away from, was it Cleopatra with Angelina Jolie, maybe? Because, you know, do you remember the Sony leaks? Yeah. And Fincher walks in this email because they were trying to interfere. And he's like, no, no, I'm making my movie how I want to do it. You hire me to make my movie. Yeah. And part of me wonders if Batman and Robin wasn't the disaster it was, would we have had this film? Because I I, I get the feeling like Nolan's making this film, studios going, yeah, but how how about we do this and do that? And he goes, no, you fucked up the last one right let me make this and prove myself and if it works it works well i think it works and it worked definitely i'd say this one is kind of the the dark horse in your batman movies because you think back you're like oh it's the one that like kind of it's his introduction it's batman begins but every it's overshadowed by like the dark knight obviously it's the only one in the whole trilogy that doesn't have the dark knight in the the name as well it's kind of funny yeah i wonder (laughs) in hindsight because like they never really obviously there's there's the kind of stinger at the end of the film that sets up the next one yeah. but Nolan said he never kind of intended to do a a trilogy it just sort of happened oh okay, okay. i wonder in hindsight would this be the dark knight and you go maybe dark knight dark knight returns dark knight rises maybe to yeah, rename true. it to actually be the Dark Knight trilogy. I mean, they had a different name uh, to begin with. I think Christopher Nolan wanted to call it something completely different. The Intimidation Game. Oh. 
was the the running name, the working That's title. That's not a good name. No, it doesn't make it doesn't have Batman in it. So you need to have Batman in yeah. it to sell, to sell the thing. Which brings us to another thing. Um, 2005 is when this came out. So clearly, I was busy watching all the wrestling yeah. this year. But this movie came out in June 2005. So mm. it's uh, turning uh, something. This it's turning 16. Yeah. Um, and I remember, even as big as a Batman fan I was, when it came to the weekend this movie came out, Friday night, me and the boys, we went to see War of the Worlds instead. Mm. And I think everyone else did too. This I wasn't see, even. I didn't see this in theaters. Yeah, I didn't see this movie. This was like the only one of this era. Like yeah. I didn't see this in theaters. I slept on it because maybe, just maybe, Batman and Robin ingrained in all of our heads that we were done mm. with this shit. We'll wait to get the reviews and then watch it. Even as a, I don't know how old I would be in 2005, but even as a kid, I was like, I'd rather go see War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise than see Katie Yeah, Holmes. I went to see War of the Worlds. <laughs> yeah. And in the UK, I remember seeing posters for Batman Begins, but I don't remember there being much hype yeah. at all. At least for me as like a, a 15-year-old. Yeah. Well, I don't remember hype for this film. I don't remember seeing trailers. Um, it, it seemed kind of just a quiet release. Oh, we're releasing a Batman film. And That's how I feel. I certainly didn't see it in the theatres. And I, I watched it on DVD before The Dark Knight comes out. But I know so many people that uh, almost think Dark Knight's the first film. Like, they, they yeah, haven't yeah. seen Batman Begins. Yeah. But it was just so much with... I mean... Obviously, a lot of unfortunate publicity with Heath Ledger's passing for Dark Knight, but that, I think, certainly helped it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know so many people that ha- still, to this day, haven't seen this film and you loved can, The Dark Knight. You can just watch The Dark Knight. You can, yeah. yeah it's definitely something... Uh, I, I remember going to theaters with some friends, and some of them hadn't even watched Batman Begins at the time yeah. of watching Dark Knight. So... Yeah, and I, I think that's why I like Dark Knight Rises because it makes you want to, it makes you have to watch this film. It kind of brings it all together with the League of Shadows and stuff and to to make the third one make sense you do have to go back. Yeah, and I remember sense. when that was coming out I was saying to people like you should really watch yeah. Batman Begins before seeing this one. It's it's definitely like a whole restart and for me after watching this eventually I got around to watching it like on DVD when it came out mm. or whatever and was like, "Oh, holy shit, this is amazing." And then would watch it and get hyped up for the the Dark Knight. But uh like I mentioned I loved comic books as a kid and this one totally goes against like everything else that had been done and I'd say this is probably again like a kind of a dark horse in the whole Batman mm. of all the movies people have kind of you, you maybe forget about this one because the Dark Knight is so special mm. but this one's awesome like this one is is, is, yeah. is killer and I feel like this movie is actually also a dark horse or, or low key if you will under the radar of like you mentioned like inspiring so many movies not even just comic book like mm. like stuff not even just the, the origin story stuff but like little things in this movie that's that I feel like it's overlooked that it inspired a lot of things. I think sort of like Nolanism yeah, became a yeah. thing, which is, can we take something and make it dark? And <laughs> it goes from uh, like Man of Steel. It's yeah, like, let's make, yeah. take Superman and make it dark. And for me, it, where I think the Dark Knight trilogy works and the Daniel Craig Bond films work is it is dark, it is gritty, it is based in a reality but you still do have the humour throughout. You do still have these odd one-liners yeah. and a bit of a, a wink to the camera at times that keeps it light. Whereas I think so many films 
just went, oh, we've got to make everything gloomy. And that's what I felt about Man of Steel. I didn't find there was much heart or humour in it at all. But then you've got shows like uh, Riverdale, which are essentially doing kind of the Nolanism thing. It's like, let's take this kid's comic book Archie and try and make it a bit darker and a bit grittier. Uh, And everything, I'd say even till today, 16 years later, everyone is still... Nolanizing, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. They're like, how do we make it darker and more re- gritty, more real? How do you make things like seem not not so funny as things used to be before? It's definitely like inspired. And then he went on to have, like everyone after watching this and Dark Knight, like he became like a staple. Like, oh, what's the next Nolan movie? Like to this day, like Tenet, right? It's like, what's the next Nolan movie that's coming out? Because after this movie, it's like he didn't miss. He just continued He's- to to knock him out and. And that's that's awesome because I love a lot of his other movies, and mm. you see a lot of the same actors in a lot of his other movies since this movie. Because clearly he's like, I did pretty good with this one. I'm just yeah. gonna, you know, keep my friends. But someone like Christian Bale, who is the Batman in this movie, I, like as like a kid who was probably like I was probably like 13, 14. I was like, I didn't know who this guy was. And then now as an adult, I've watched him in so many other movies where I'm like, holy shit! Like you're one of the goats. And Batman He's aside, an incredible actor, yeah. Like Batman aside, this guy is fantastic. So I I couldn't imagine them putting in some of the other names because we played this in some former Batman. Oh games. yeah, let's look up <laughs> who was who could have been yeah, Batman. Who would have been Batman? So the rumor goes that uh, Christian Bale was obsessed with certain graphic novels of Batman. Mm. And would tell his friends and his agent that, like, if they ever try to talk, if they're, if you hear anything about a Batman movie, I want to be involved in the talks. Because I, I think they could do this. And then when him and Nolan were linking up for other things, they talked, and they go, I think we could make this a thing. However, like, studios were like, well, we got to see other actors. Mm. So, <laughs> Joshua Jackson. Okay. From Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, Creek and Fringe Hockey, and stuff. Uh, yeah. Mighty Ducks. Um... The guy who ends up in this movie, uh, Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy, yeah. Cillian yeah. Murphy. Henry Cavill, who okay. goes on to fucking play Superman. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. And then a few I, I'm not too I can with. I can see, maybe not... Joshua Jackson's a good actor. Like, I, I've yeah. seen him be good in serious stuff, but I, I can see the others, for sure. I don't know Hugh Dancy. Or Billy Crudup. Oh, Hugh Dancy is Pirates of the Caribbean, I believe. He's the guy who uh, Kira Knightley is with before she goes with okay. Orlando Bloom. Oh, weird. Yeah, and like another like handsome uh, British And then guy. E- Eon Bailey, who I also am not familiar with. So there's some list of people that were like in the running for this, this particular movie, which is pretty interesting. But I think they went with the right guy. Yeah, considering Christian Bale, he's someone now as a, as someone who's watched these Batman movies. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking amazing as Batman. And then you kind of maybe don't watch some of his other stuff, but then when you do, you're like, oh, you're just you're just really good. At, like I could give two shits about race car driving, mm. but I watched the movie with him and Matt Damon, Ford v Ferrari. and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. Mm. I, I yeah, same with um, one of my favorites is before this he did uh, American Psycho, oh, yeah. like ridiculous fucking movie but holy shit like he's amazing so I was wrong with Hugh Dancy he's the lead in Hannibal uh, he plays Will Graham oh, he's okay. good actually he's very he's, he's got good. a real intensity about him which would work with this um, but yeah another name who auditioned for the role yeah and got pretty far and then both 
the actor and Nolan felt he wasn't right for this role and might be better for something else. Uh, someone called Heath Ledger. Damn. Was so obviously that got Heath Ledger on the radar and he was right. like, ah, you know what? I might have something for you in a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, Christian Bale, an incredible actor. And as we were watching this yesterday, I kind of blew your mind a bit because I said, Christian Bale in this film is my age. He's 31. Actually, probably filming it, he's younger than me. Now, I've been eating my steaks and hitting my weights, but I'm not quite... (laughs) Well, he had to do the six months, right? Yeah, so the story is, and I think this is in one of the DVD extras, um, he wanted the role, and he'd just done, uh, I believe it's The Machinist, where where he lost so much weight. And, uh, like, Nolan's someone who can kind of, like be like oh you're a good actor and can can see beyond that I mean fuck look at Heath Ledger who'd have thought him for the Joker exactly yeah like Nolan's great at like seeing kind of potential of what like an actor can bring producers and casting directors have little imagination a lot of the time so they want you to walk in and be the person so scrawny Christian Bale comes in and they're like no fuck so tell him to come back and like they're like you need to eat like you need to put on weight he comes back and he's more like uh, American Hustle Christian Bale, just like a blob, Bigger. like fat. And they're like, yo, we asked for Batman, not Fat Man. Yeah. So he's like, give me another month. <laughs> and then comes back just jacked Because he's pretty big, yeah. yeah. He's pretty big. Like, and he gets big. bigger in the next ones, I think. But this is another element. I, I explained it in some of our past reviews, it's particularly the Michael Keaton one, mm. right? Like. You look at Christian Bale, I'd say more so maybe in the next... Uh, no, fuck all, all three of these movies. He's like literally training as a fucking ninja in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like he's jacked. He's doing the fight scenes. Christian Bale did these fight scenes. And you look at fucking Michael Keaton and you go, no, dude, I could kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. I could beat you up. Val Kilmer might the put up a fight. The only way you beat me is I'd be like, oh, man, you're nice. I don't want to hurt you, <laughs> you know? Like... There's no chat. George Clooney might put up a fight. That could be a shocker there. A bit I, of a- again, I think he just charm no. his way out of a fight. George Val Clooney. Kilmer might be the wild card. Adam West completely rest in peace. But Adam West, no, <laughs> sorry, not fighting me. Michael Keaton, no. Who, am I missing someone? I don't, that's uh, it. Affleck. Affleck could fuck you. Up, Affleck I would think. fuck me up, and I would not. I would, as a person, as a hu- as a human being, as a man, would respectfully decline to fight Ben Affleck <laughs> <laughs> and George. To be honest, uh, what about? Our bats. I I think he could. I think he's got a nasty. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Uh, if you asked me when, like, it was Twilight days, like, absolutely no. not. Yeah, yeah. Now I think maybe. Yeah. That's, I still haven't seen the movie though, so we no, gotta, we gotta wait to see it. That's but. the other thing as well. Christian Bale is younger than Robert Pattinson is playing Batman now. now. Yeah. That's crazy. Because he not. looks he looks like he would kill you. So he's looked like. Looked like 38 for like all his life I feel. <laughs> he's in a like Christian Bale is in so many I just have his like movie I watched uh, the first time oh 310 to Yuma which is awesome as well it's a remake but he's yeah American Hustle is lit as well and he's mm. making some new movies like I feel like I, I want to watch all I, the ones I haven't seen yeah I feel he's an actor like we like we mentioned about uh, Christopher Nolan if Nolan's putting out a film I'm gonna go and see it Oh, uh, I also, feel Christian Bale is that kind of actor as well. I think he picks interesting projects, and if he's in a film, I'm, I'm probably going to see it. And it's like, like Leo. It. It's like if Leo's yeah. in a movie, it's like well, it's probably going to be good. Yeah, like realistically. Uh, but also, he was he, Christian Bale lent a voice in 1995 for a movie. He played Thomas. Mm-hmm. 
in Pocahontas. Oh, there you yeah. go. Uh, that's uh, Mel Gibson who plays John White. Was it John Snow? John John Smith. Yeah, John Smith. John Smith. That's the white guy. Generic. Yeah, his name. buddy is Poca- is Thomas, played okay. by Christian Bale. Yeah. Uh, so this this movie, like you mentioned, kind of like went under the radar for some people because they're like, ah, it's Batman. And it also had, I mentioned go- going to see War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise, mm. but then Katie Holmes, his, his, his squeeze at the time was in this movie. So mm. it was like battle of the... The couple here, mm. and I'd say this movie still did um, went on to do it like amazing, but overall it did, like, it did well. But like uh, I've got the the like stats here, yeah. and uh, it ranked top in its opening weekend, making forty eight million. Which uh, the quote here is: "It was strong but unimpressive by today's instantaneous blockbuster standards." So it did kind of well for the time, but it was no world beater of a of a film. It also like gained traction when they realized there was more of these movies coming. So everyone would go buy the DVDs or buy the rent them. Oh, yeah. And there's been so many times this has been, like, uh, replayed in theaters. Theaters. When the new one's coming out. Or doing a Nolan retrospective and stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely in those lists. But, uh, yeah, totally a different change from some of the last movies that we've done. And um, I guess we we need to begin. Batman. Let's begin. Uh... Just the opening right way, I think, is really cool with all the black bats flying around. And it's this sort of gold... I mentioned on the Dawn of the Dead review, it's like early 2000s. So let's put filters on everything. And this is kind of the gold sepia hue throughout this whole film. Uh, But all the bats forming the bat logo, I think it looks really cool. Uh, But we see a young Bruce at Wayne Manor playing with Rachel Dawes. And Bruce falls down a well. <sighs> Little Jimmy fall down the well, fell down the well, and the well just gets filled up with bats, and Bruce is kind of freaking out and wakes up uh, from this nightmare in this prison in a kind of indisclosed, undisclosed location somewhere in Asia. I believe at one point someone's speaking uh, Mandarin, so possibly China. Um, but it never specifies where Bruce is, but he's just in this prison and he's confronted by this big thug who calls himself the devil. And Bruce says, you know what I call you? Practice. And beats the fuck out of this guy, beats the fuck out of all these inmates. And there's this all out brawl and Bruce is thrown into solitary confinement, um, as the guards say, not to protect you, but to protect everyone else. Because <laughs> he just fucks up everyone. So we see, um, like, we see, like, little pussy Bruce as a kid. <laughs> um, I don't know how else to put it, but, yeah. And clearly the guy has, uh, has tried to kind of conquer that grow it, going into adulthood. Because he's a mean motherfucker now. Yeah, I mean, here he is challenging the the scariest guy in line, and then mm. takes out like like a bunch of dudes, Six guys. Yeah, I think. and he's like beats them all up, breaking their legs and stuff. Uh, already very impressive. Uh, yeah, I wrote young Bruce is a little bitch. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, we're yeah. on the same page. And I write Bruce. it a few times, but yeah, it's 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 like the evolution. It, it cuts in the like kind of early parts of this movie. It cuts between like the clips of him. Younger. A lot of flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. So. 
we meet Ducard, played by Liam Neeson, uh, all suited up with this kind of uh, cool-looking, intimidating goatee. Yes, Liam Neeson shows up to yeah. his prison and he says, uh, Hey, Bruce, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. <laughs> but I will find you and I will help you. <laughs> Become Batman. Yes. Uh, so Ducard uh, says he speaks on behalf of Ra's al Ghul uh, from the League of Shadows. And he's kind of had his ear to the ground and found out about Bruce Wayne uh, is uh, kind of in, in prison here. And he wants him to ha- Bruce to help uh, the League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul fight evil. There's this evil, there's this poison in the world. Injustice. Injustice. And tells him that uh, with his training, he can become something else entirely a legend. And says, if you're interested... Uh, we're going to release you from this prison. You need to find this rare blue flower and climb to the top of the mountain where you will find what you're looking for. Um, already, like, the opening of this film is just so different from any Batman I've ever seen. Like, you're now seeing Bruce, just a bearded, like, scruffy-looking Bruce Wayne uh, somewhere in Asia, climbing this sort of these snow-capped mountains, and you're like, this isn't the Batman I'm used to. Where's the neon? Where's Gotham? Yeah. Like, what's going on? It's already, like, a t- completely different monster of its own where it's, like, him traveling. It's not Batman yet. It's totally giving us the story. We mentioned the Mask of the Phantasm with the flashbacks. Mm. It's kind of similar to that. Yes. Cutting back and forth different time frames. But, like, the clips of, of him going up the mountain was like, I remember when the trailer came out for this, I guess, you, you were like, oh, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. What's he, what, is this how he trains and, and stuff? And it's, it's quite interesting. Uh, but I will say, like, I don't want to, re- I don't read ahead and go too far into stuff, but spoilers, obviously, because we're talking about this fucking movie that came out a long time ago. As a Batman, like, nerd, comic book, you, you knew right away who Liam Neeson's playing. Oh, right, yeah. That's, you, you, just, you, just, you told about the the goatee and the the way he's mm. presented here it's like yeah i knew who this guy was right away i would say i reckon a large uh portion of the audience wouldn't have known yeah, who he is because yeah. ra's al ghul isn't like if you're a batman fan yeah. sure you know who he is but he's not very mainstream right we've never seen him in any of the movies before yeah uh, sure he'd have been in the cartoons if you're a fan of that um but like ra's al ghul isn't a character you're going to dress up for as at halloween you know, like maybe his daughter. Though. He's not as <laughs> he's not as mainstream as a load of the other characters. So I do think if you know who Ra's al Ghul is, you're yeah. looking at this guy and you go, "Ducard, fuck off." Yeah, you're not yeah, him. yeah. I reckon a large percentage wouldn't have had a clue for sure, and might have seen him as an ally, perhaps to start with. Definitely. So they go to uh, this. Uh, Bruce finds the flower, climbs the mountain, and finds this kind of uh, temple on top of the mountain where he meets Ra's al Ghul, uh, this uh, bald, intimidating, scary Asian man, again, with this kind of flowing goatee. And they're saying to, to kind of be able to train and, and become one of us, to be able to manipulate the fear in others, you must first master your own. And Ducard's like, right, let's let's fight, let's start your training. And Bruce is like, yo, hang on, I've just climbed a mountain, I'm pretty tired. And Ducard just starts beating him up, and he's like, yeah, doesn't wait. Fear, death doesn't wait. Uh, so we uh, have Bruce start to like fight back, but 
eventually, like, Ducard outpowers him and says, You are afraid, but not of me. What is it you fear? And we go into this other flashback of Bruce being saved, rescued from the well. This is like flashbacks on flashbacks. Yeah. Like, we heard you like flashbacks, so we put a flashback in, in your flashback. flashback. This is definitely when you see little bitch Bruce. Little bitch Bruce. Yeah. Um, where uh, Bruce, yeah, fell down this well because uh, he was actually trying to find this arrowhead that... Uh, Rachel. This, that he wanted for Rachel. Um his dad, Thomas Wayne, says, we learn to fall so we can pick ourselves up. Uh, quote, that's kind of recurring throughout all these films. Um, and, yeah, Thomas is just comforting his son. They're going to go to the opera that night, and Thomas has bought this pearl necklace he's going to give his mum. And he's like, son, do you think do you think mum would like this? Bruce's like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'm scared of bats. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, sorry, you fell down a well near our house, and you saw a lot of bats, and you're kind of freaked out? Huh. You want to go to this opera that features a lot of bats? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they go to the opera. We all know this scene. What? No, I don't remember. We all know this scene. Uh, they're at the opera, and Bruce gets, uh, as you mentioned, freaked out by these uh, dancers kind of dressed as bats. And they're doing sort of the ribbon thing, so they're kind of moving like bats, yeah. and, like, hanging upside down and stuff. So uh, this is something that's kind of new uh, in this film. It's Bruce's fear here. That makes him leave. He's right. getting freaked out. He's like, I gotta go, I gotta go. So they leave early, where they get approached by a man with a gun who's trying to, to mug them, to rob them. And Thomas is being like, yeah, just stay calm, handing everything over. But then the guy turns and points the gun at Martha um, to get like the necklace. He wants the jewelry as well. And when he moves to put it in front of Ar uh, Martha, Thomas, like, jumps in front to block, which kind of freaks out the guy, and the gun goes off. Ugh. Thomas gets shot, and in a reaction to that, the guy shoots Martha as well, and young Bruce is left there watching his parents die. The pearls Ugh. go everywhere. Um, yeah, so Rip... Yeah, Rip the Waynes. Yeah. Uh, we've seen this a few times now. We've mentioned the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, where he like has flashbacks briefly leaving. And they, the story there is it's the, the Joker that actually shoots yes, his parents. that's right. For no reason, whatever. Mm. But uh, here it's like way more in-depth. And obviously, this is a little kid. He's going to feel like it's his fault because yeah. he wanted to leave early here. But uh, I, I like this whole sequence with the retelling of the story obviously like as Batman fans we've seen it a million times we're like so beat to death of it now mm. of origin stuff but this is like so it shows you right like front to back of what happens yeah and it, it does it pretty quickly yeah because you know it already but I think the, the main thing with this in this film is to establish the relationship with Gordon and Alfred. Sure. Because uh, we have a young Jim Gordon who's the, the kind of policeman on he's the just scene. A, yeah, he's just a cop. He's just a cop at this point, and he's comforting Bruce and saying it's all going to be okay. And I think that is almost... We know his parents die. Everyone knows. Even people that don't know Batman knows Batman's parents die. My parents are dead! <laughs> it's really to establish these relationships which are going to be so important throughout these films. And... Alfred at the funeral. Uh, we meet Bruce. Alfred here. I mean, it's it's Michael Caine. Michael Caine is it Sir Michael? Sir Kane? Michael Caine. Gotta say it right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's uh, 
Bruce is thinking it's all his fault, and Alfred's uh, comforting him. He's like, Alfred, I gotta tell you the truth, this poor kid, poor little bitch Bruce. He's like, it was my fault. I wanted to leave. And he's like, no, it wasn't. Huh? And he, he almost yeah. like, wants, to, wants to hit him. He's like, no, it was that guy's fault. And don't, like, that guy chose to pull a gun on someone. It yeah. was his fault. It wasn't your fault. So don't ever think like that, you don't little bitch. Don't ever think that, you little bitch. <laughs> uh, I do think young Bruce, like, child actors, is always hard to yeah. find someone yeah, good. Yeah, he was fine, actually. I, he was just a little bitch. Yeah, I I didn't get too much from him. Like, it was fine. It's, sure. Uh, I, I thought he was a little weak. Well, he's honest. a little bitch. Not just being a little bitch. I just mean acting-wise. Yeah. I didn't particularly get that he was too sad I about his parents dying in today's, beyond just the lines that were written for him. In today's, they'd just CGI Christian Bale as a kid. Yeah, probably. <laughs> He'd be fantastic. Yeah, it'd be, very, it'd be, He'd be good. really good. Um <laughs> So we go back to the mountains and Ducard asks Bruce if he stills feel guilty. And Bruce says that his anger outweighs his guilt. Uh, so Ducard's like, hey, how do you want to be a ninja? <laughs> <laughs> he basically says that we need to dig, uh, we need to stop masking the guilt and confront the guilt and become what you fear. Because uh, then you can, you can turn that on your enemies. So we get the... The training montage, oh, unfortunately, yeah. without a great 80s soundtrack here. We get Hans, though. But we do get Hans Zimmer. Right? Uh, yeah. Hans the goat here. He's uh, so good. If you've listened to us on this sh- any of our podcasts, we've talked about how Dave is obsessed with Hans. And uh, we I, listened to... You, 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 you still have the Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to put it on later. <laughs> we, we watch that occasionally. And, and I recommend anyone looking up Hans Zimmer on, on YouTube because a lot of these clips are like on there. And Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, he does the music for it. Yeah. And we've mentioned in the past movies, Danny Elfman, absolute legend with the stuff he's done. But here comes Hans Zimmer and he's like, all right, like I got this. And something I didn't know until today, looking up trivia... The soundtrack, if you bought... The soundtracks to all three of these movies are, like, popular. I know a lot of music heads, classical music people that always go, wow, like, the the way he manages to... Like, listening to him describe this, too, by the way, I just watched a documentary uh, I was talking to you about, like, about music producing and the Beatles and stuff. Mm. Hans shows up, and he starts talking about this movie. And, like, it's, it's, it's more so, actually, the next one that he, like, goes into, like, some next meta thing. But... In this movie, the soundtrack, the titles of the songs are named after bats. Okay, cool. So he's got all oh, these nice. little songs in this movie for the soundtrack, like Vespertilio, which is actually a Vesper bat, or Apetiscius, I'm fucking these up, aka House Bat. So, like, all the songs, the tracks are bats. Wow. So Hans Zimmer, absolutely. He's great. Uh, I think he's so important in these movies, and. Nolan obviously respects him a lot because he uses him in most of his films. Uh, didn't use him for Tenet. Um, but listening to the concert, you can... The way he's talking about um, when they come back for The Dark Knight Rises because both were pretty, to put it lightly, bummed out because yeah. Heath died. And listening to him talk about conversation he had with Nolan where they're like, we got to finish the trilogy. Yeah. we got to do it. we got to uh, honor Heath with the next film. Right. You can see how much of a collaboration it is between these two artists, and it it shows in these films because I think the music is so important for 
yeah. every scene yeah. it just makes it it adds to it so much the main the main score he has for batman is pretty e- epic and what he goes on to do in the next few movies are awesome and i'm sure we'll talk about in those next reviews but even in this it's like awesome with the fight the 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 the, the music while over like nolan does these great shots in all mm. his movies i'm like yeah the fight scene here is like so apparently, uh, it really was Liam Neeson and Chris, Chris, Christian Bale here who filmed the fight scenes completely. So they did their own stunts mm. in these fights. But then Nolan, just in case, got doubles to do the, the fight scene exactly like they did so he could do it. But he's like, I ended up using most wow. of just Christian Bale. So apparently, Christian Bale has, again, trivia, because this movie's kind of old now. You can look up so many inter- people compile interviews mm. and stuff like that. Christian Bale apparently would be a fantastic wrestler. Because Christian Bale is always says he's always good at remembering a his lines mm. and b fight sequences. Right, he says he had to rem- remember sixteen like complex fight scenes for this movie himself. Mm. And he Nolan was like, "How do you know which way to turn?" It's like you know when you watch like Shingo Osprey or whatever. Yeah. It's like how do they know when to duck at which particular set? Because if you don't duck there, you're eating that mm. or like you're getting punched and. Apparently, Christian, uh, Christian Bale is like really good at remembering which goes where, and that's why he's a re- really good actor. I wonder if he's got a dance background. Because, I don't know, yeah. Uh, like, dance is something, like, if you've done it a bit, like, you remember, like, full routines yeah. so, like, easily. And I know when I, when I was training at drama school and did my stage combat exam, you learn a routine, mm-hmm. and we went in to do the exam, and it's, it's like four sections unarmed, so, like, fist fighting, kicking, right. and headlocks and shit. And then uh, four armed with a with a rapier and dagger. Okay. And like so, I think the whole thing you do like a like a fifteen minute scene, and it's like mixed with dialogue and stuff. We did it, and they, the examiners were like, "Yeah, that's great, you've passed." But if you want to get distinction, um, try and kill the other guy now. Essentially, <laughs> you know it. They're going. You know the routine. It's and there's there's learning something. And then there's learning something so you don't need to think about it. And okay. I think that's what you're saying yeah. with Bale here. It's, there's remembering, okay, this goes next, this goes next. And then there's just letting your muscle memory Do take it. over. And that's when, like, just doing that rapier and dagger fight where you're literally, you've got a guy flying at you with, with a sword and a dagger, but your body just knows it. And obviously the guy's like... Very know good it. here. Well, it does a lot. Well, same with Liam Neeson. I mean, in 2005, he's still not no spr- spring chicken, this Liam Neeson. And it's like, he still continues to go on and do Taken and, and all this shit. Yeah, Taken is after Taken this, hasn't right? come out yet, though. So, like, people know Liam Neeson, but they didn't know, like, what he... This is his first, like, kind of action. Yeah, like, like he, he's before this, he's like, doing Love Actually and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, which he's very good at. But yeah. I think this might have been the one that started turning heads. Maybe for, they're like, oh, wait. actually, you could be. They're like, wait, you're kind of scary. Like, you were a Jedi. You were a, <laughs> a bad guy in Batman. You were all these things. But the shots on the ice are epic. Anytime, like different foreign giant countries, with big shots of like the zoom outs, and they're still fighting, and the music, and of course, like you know, it's ice, so they're like, oh, someone's got to fall in. And knowing <laughs> knowing Nolan, uh, these are all like practical like on location right like, yeah. he doesn't do cgi he yeah. doesn't do green screens too much good um so yeah we've got this uh fight uh, montage this training montage uh ducard is talking teaching him about um theatricality as well so showing him smoke bombs and stuff and 
as the Batman fan, you go, ah, I see where this is going. He um, says theatrics can like help you, you know, use mind games and tricks to manipulate, to help, yeah, manipulate stuff. your enemies. Um, and there's a bit where they're fighting on the ice, and Bruce gets Ducard to yield, and Ducard was like, yeah, you've got me, but always kind of check where you're standing, your surroundings, your surroundings, and just taps the ice, sending Bale falling through. Uh. Apparently filming this scene, um, they heard the ice cracking as they're filming it. The next day, this had been completely melted. Terrifying. So, yeah, pretty scary stuff. That's scary. We get a flashback again to older Bruce Wayne, uh, who is wanting to go to the hearing of Mr. Joe Chill. So so now it's coming, it's cutting from him, like, warming up. With by a fire, and then it cuts like to before he even went away for his yeah, training. Yeah, so he's an adult here. Yeah, he's just graduated like university or something. Yeah, and it's so it's like again, there's like layers of the flashbacks within like these flashbacks. Uh, there was a scene where he's warming up, and apparently Nolan interviews was like, it was my decision to be like to say this about like rub your chest right and he's like i actually didn't look this up and like i don't know if this is legit so like i hope uh cub scouts and people watching this movie didn't go oh to warm yourself up just do this because he's like i just used it for a line (laughs) he's like don't take i'm not a i'm not an expert i'm not a camp leader here so i don't know if that actually would warm you up what rubbing your chest i think so i guess it would warm your heart maybe yeah because Liam Neeson's character says, I, mean, I feel quite warm here. Warm your, uh, rub your chest. Your arms will do it for you. Okay. Like, we'll, we'll warm up for you do, if you do that. So, right. I mean, maybe that is hmm, true. Interesting. Yeah, I read that. <laughs> so, uh, Joe Chill, the, the murderer of Bruce's parents. Yo, Joe. Chill. is going to have a hearing to see if he uh, is going to be released. Uh, we see an older Rachel Dawes, played by uh, Katie Holmes. Um, who is trying to talk him out of going. He's like, she's like, Bruce, like, you know he's going to get off. He has connections with Carmine Falcone, uh, not Chris Leone. Um, <laughs> Falcone. Uh, Carmine Falcone, who's like the, the mob boss of Gotham. This is where it gets, like, again, more different than a Batman movie. So right away here, she's like, hey, I know the guy who killed your parents is in jail, but apparently in jail, his... Part, his, his cellmate is this guy and because he knows secrets they're gonna like it's so like realistically like a crime movie yeah. it's not like some like well the Riddler wants to destroy the world no, and it, it's, throw riddles at people it's, it's like proper mob no it's crime like this guy's stuff. in prison and he's got information so because of plea deals and all this shit he's gonna sing and then we'll let him yeah, out yeah and the mob has like their fingers on everything judges yeah. cops all this <laughs> I like how when he's still a kid and they're like one of the cops not Gordon it's like the, one of the kind of he's a rough police leader chief or whatever he's like hey Lope. He's like, hey, kid, don't worry. We got him. It's like, the kid doesn't give a shit if you caught the guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just wants his parents back. Like, his, the, Yeah. His parents had just died. And they're like, don't hey, worry. Bruce, we got him. We Woo! got him. We got him. <laughs> to this, like, eight-year-old kid who's like, what? My parents? You got them? They're alive? No, no, no. We got the guy who shot him. Oh, okay. Great. Like, when you're an adult, sure. But this kid just going and, through shot. But, like... I feel you'd want you'd need a bit of time to process the death of your parents first before giving a shit about who you caught. Yeah. Um, but we see Bruce basically is going to this hearing and he's like armed himself with a gun. So yeah. it looks like if if Chill gets freed, he's going to take him out. He's going to 
do the hit. So Bruce Wayne, again, this is before he goes off to travel to, to become, like, this is still kind of young, 20-some Bruce, and he's got, like, a revolver loaded because he's like, ah, I'm going to take matters into my own hand. Basically going to throw his whole life away to get what he feels is justice. his justice. Justice. And it's it's pretty. They did a good job of making Bale look younger here than in the rest of the he movie. He actually looked a yeah. great older version of the kid. Yeah, I thought, exactly. Hey, which you look at like Batman Bruce, yeah. you're like, who this guy? But yeah. they've got the it's hair like the same right, clothes. very like uh, yeah. close shaven, so he looks fresh. But he he's got the gun loaded and he's like waiting, and uh, and he was right because the guy gets to walk, mm. so he's ready. He's loaded it up. He's got it in his like pocket. He's ready to pull the trigger, but then someone else gets there first and takes out. Um, Joe Chill and we learn that Falcone paid off the judge to let him free because Chill has too much information on the Falcone like mob Uh, so this guy dies Yeah, so so he's done so Bruce just feels like what the fuck I don't get my vengeance the guy gets killed the guy dies but like it wasn't me so that would make you feel some type of way Yes, that would make you feel a little fucked up yes uh, so we have Rachel and Bruce uh, having a little chat. Rachel's like, look, Falcone's making Gotham proper shite. And uh, Bruce says, look, look, Rachel, here's my gun. I was going to kill him. I was going to shoot him. Now I can't do it and I'm mad. So Rachel slaps him a few times and is like, your father would be ashamed of you, Bruce. <sighs> so Wayne throws the gun away. Throws it in Gotham River. The harbor. And burns his, to- burns his like IDs. Yeah. He burns his, like, wallet. Goes to f- confront Cal- uh, Falcone in a classic mobster Italian restaurant. I miss going to these when I go to New York. This looked great. It looked lovely. Um, Falcone is like, ha, you came here unarmed. I'm kind of offended by that. Uh, he goes, look, over there, you see that guy? He's a judge. That guy over there, he's a cop. I could pull out this gun right now, shoot you in the head, and I'd be fine. Like... I'm powerful. He basically uh, quotes almost verbatim of what Donald Trump would go on to say years later while uh, running for <laughs> president. Did say that. Just remember, oh, he, he did say, uh, I could go out and shoot someone and I'd still, you'd still vote for me. Yeah, and I think he's right. I think he was right. Um, and then Falcone riles up Bruce by saying uh, that his dad, it was his dad's fault that they both died. And he begged for mercy like a dog. So Bruce is kind of goes for him, but gets thrown out by all the all the thugs. And we see this homeless guy after Bruce has get thrown out and just goes, you should have tipped better. <laughs> and this is one of the scenes where I mean, even though it's very like dark, gritty, uh, more based in a reality, there's humor throughout. So Bruce goes to this, this homeless guy uh, and he starts he starts burning yeah. like his IDs and stuff in the in the trash can, and gives the guy a like a handful of notes bills and goes give me your coat give me your coat and he's then going to throw his coat away and the homeless guy's like yo can I just have that's a nice coat, coat. <laughs> that's a nice coat and Bruce is like okay but be careful people are going to be after me and will ask you about that coat yeah. you don't know anything so Bruce runs out and the homeless guy's there in this nice probably like few hundred dollar jacket and it's like nice nice coat nice coat so basically bruce wayne is simba here because mufasa dies true scar makes it go as your fault yeah so he goes fuck this i'm getting running away 
And then he meets uh, some animals, friends, and they're like, oh, what's, what's wrong? Well, my, my dad died. Huh, have you just tried not caring? <laughs> so Bruce... <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's wrong? Ah, oh, my life sucks. Huh. Well, I'll just, just... don't worry about it. Just forget about it. <laughs> Bruce is like, oh, fuck. Like, my dad died. The bad guy died. I can't even get revenge justice. The, uh, my friend slapped me. I, everything sucks. I now want to see the version of The Lion King where Simba goes back to Pride Rock and it's been Pumba all along. <laughs> like, Pumba is the big bad, like, telling Scar what to do. Fuck. Like, yeah. That's, that's a way better film. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I guess Bruce is like, I gotta run away because A, like, everyone's like, oh, the rich, poor rich kid, his parents died years ago and the guy just got cut, shot and, like, all eyes are always going to be on him and then now, like, this Falcone could potentially just... Hit, hit him now just because so he just decides to run away and this is kind of where he then it, it's cutting back to the flashback because this is where he's his whole life he's just like hey uh sorry alfred i know you made the room up for me but i'm i'm going away yeah so we go back to uh the mountains where we see uh older bruce with ducard uh and ducard takes that blue flower the rare blue flower that bruce carried up the mountain and he grinds it up and i'm sure at this point you were like ah oh, can i can i get some of that stuff can i, I get some so of that? yeah so so <laughs> liam neeson here grinds up this blue flower and then he's like puts it in a in a bowl and then like lights it and then like all the smoke is coming mm-hmm. out and he wants him to he's like here take a hit of this shit yeah <laughs> what does it do it gets you lit <laughs> so this kind of gas that comes out heightens fear i love it breathe in your fear yeah and we now get this really cool scene of all the ninjas like forming this uh, almost like a maze like the you know the kind of moving doors maze so yeah. they'll like turn so to trap off certain parts and it's going to be Ducard versus Bruce in this maze of ninjas but obviously there's uh, I think some of these ninjas are just uh, hallucinations of Bruce through this uh, this fear flower gas yeah. thing Um so there's this cool scene where they're both kind of going after each other through these ninjas. Everyone's in the same outfit, yeah. so they can blend in. Even Bruce and yeah. uh, and Ducard. Yeah. At one point, Bruce gets his arm kind of cut. So Bruce notices this and decides to cut one of the other ninjas in the same place. Yeah, he does a few of them. He's yeah, like, gets a few. And then Ducard grabs who he thinks is Bruce and is like, Ha ha, I got you. And Bruce then comes behind and kind of makes the same line, like, always be aware of your surroundings. He's got Ducard he because he, he tricked him. Yeah. Um, Smarter. That's what's, it's always about the brain. Yeah, you've got to use your brain. So he passed the test and... Beat Raz, the master. He beat the master. And we see Ra's al Ghul from a balcony watching on... Who is also in more Nolan films, Inception. Ken uh, Watanabe. Who okay. plays, he's just a small part here who plays quote-unquote Raz al Ghul but he's in like a bunch he's in the, the newer Godzilla movies he's like right. he's in a bunch okay. of movies as well um, and Raz al Ghul is uh, basically telling him that you passed and you, you, you're you almost going to be part of the League of Shadows uh, he mixes talking in English and another language. Do you know what language? This I looked is? it up. Did you read this up? It, apparently, it's just gibberish. It's gibberish. It's not Japanese. It's not. A, he's it's j- not Mandarin. Yeah. Not Cantonese. Not any of this. Uh, it's identified as Urdu, but it's not. It's this guy just completely made up. Right. His lines. They're like, hey, just say whatever. Just say whatever. Make <laughs> it sound cool. He made it sound real. Um, 
they bring out this criminal, this like thief who they've captured, and they say to be in the League of Shadows. They say this guy like he, killed his neighbor, yeah. uh, took his land and stole his neighbor's land and murdered him. So he's technically a murderer. And here in countries like where we are now, like wherever this is. It's like he'll he'll just be like let free and like yeah. this will be fine. So we have to do the justice. We have justice. Yeah, we have to be the the people that do this. So we they they then tell Bruce that he's got to kill him. And Bruce says uh, he doesn't want to do it. I'm he, no execution. He goes, oh, you think this person would show any compassion to you? And Bruce says it's compassion that separates us from them. Uh, this man should be tried. And they go well. Like, you know that's not going to work. Gotham is so corrupt um, that you can't put justice in the hands of, uh, like, the governments and the police force. And It goes that. into briefly more James Bond because, you know, and always James Bond, when, they, when it comes down to, like, James being, like, captured or tied mm. up and the bad guy's like, hey, before I kill you, let me tell you my plan. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, Bruce, we got this plan. Uh, it's almost uh, as if uh, Liam Neeson's character is like, I kind of had my eyes on you since you were a kid, knowing you're rich and you probably have all this mm. like built up anger and justice. Like you could be my, I'm going to groom you to be this like this justice vigilante dude. But in in the, in the way that he wants it is like we're going to take over the city, we're going to rule the city. You could be like, the, yeah, they're the saying king. like Gotham is like the worst, yeah, and we need to kind of essentially know know his arc it, yeah. just destroy it and start over again, yeah. Um, and, and there's no going back. You can't say no here. You've gone. To, we just trained you, yeah. So you have to kill. This you got to do it. You got to kill this guy. So Bruce gets the the sword. And is preparing to like drop it on this guy's neck, and instead he flicks up like a, a burning coal, which lights something else on fire. TNT. He's then elbowing guys in the face and taking on all all of the League of Shadows. He takes on all on the his ninjas. Own. Uh, really cool scene here. Big fight. Yeah, picture like a giant like like dojo on the rocky mountain somewhere and it looks like that Some right and then it's like blowing sort of up yeah it's like, like crazy. wood ladders and all this everything is burning down uh Ra's al Ghul fights Bruce but part of the building collapses and falls on Ra's rip thus killing him rip uh Ducard is is kind of knocked out here so Bruce saves him and carries him down the mountain and kind of gives him to uh, the people that uh, it's like villagers yeah these villagers that Bruce saw earlier um, and they're like we'll tell him that you saved his life and he's like cool thanks cheers dude um, so then he's like hey Alfred can you pick me up <laughs> <laughs> I got <him> fucked up <laughs> you got a lift this is like when you're like like just legal drinking age and you have one of your first nights out with your friends and there's Things got way yeah. too out of hand, and then you realize you can't you can't do a cab because you're 19. Yeah. You, you can't afford a cab, and like, you can't. Yeah, you gotta call mom or dad. And you're like, look, uh, I don't want to talk about it. We can talk about it tomorrow, but please pick me up. My my mom always said like because my mom doesn't sleep a great deal, and she doesn't really drink, so there's yeah. never the worry of oh I already had like two glasses yeah. of wine or whatever. My mom always said, why are you calling a cab? Just just get me. Like, yeah. I, I'm happy to pick you up. I don't mind. I don't mind. 
And I was like, yeah, you say that now right. until like three days from now when I piss you off for some reason and you go, and you, you call me at two in the morning <laughs> expecting me to drop everything and pick me up. My parents would always say, you can call me and, you know, no problem. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like, not I'm falling not into that, that trap. <laughs> I'm not ever doing I'm that. not falling into that trap, mom. Although I used to hang out with uh, an ex and her friend and she would be like, guys, we don't need to take Ubers or cabs. Like, my dad will pick me up. I'm like, okay, like, first of all, I barely know you. Now you're telling me I'm going to sit. And I'm a bigger dude. And you're in a truck full, a van full of people and girls and dudes. Like, I'm up, they're going to say, Brayden, sit in, like, in the front. So now I got to sit to this person's dad at, like, fucking four in the morning all the time. So, like, over the, getting hammered all the time. Like, this guy's picking me up. I don't even know who you are. You know what I found just ridiculous? Like, how the other half live is when I've worked in... Dubai yeah. and we'd have nights out and someone would just go oh yeah my, my driver can take you home driver driver <laughs> yeah and they'd have a driver on call who would just Fuck. pick him up whatever time well that's like Alfred here so who Alfred is shows up. the driver and Bruce starts uh, kind of telling Alfred kind of what he's been through and this idea he has that he wants to become a symbol to protect the people he cares about um, he's got to be kind of disguised. Um, and Alfred goes, all right, uh, we might need to sort out a few things because you've been away for seven years, Bruce. So uh, you, you've been declared dead and thus all your finances have been liquidated. So <sighs> we're going to have to work on that a bit. It's almost as if uh, Alfred had them put into, someone put them into Alfred's instead. But then Alfred's like, I'm not a cheeky cunt. Like I'm here for you. So I'm going to give it back to you and like sure. put the, it's all stocks in the company yeah. and stuff like that but they all essentially think he just fucked off somewhere like mm. dead, legally dead but they kind of knew like he's just gone but we uh, go to a a trial that Rachel Dawes who uh, works for the the DA um, is involved with and it's the trial of uh, Zaz is it Vic- Victor Zaz I'm trying to remember his first name this is the dude who doesn't he kill people and then like scars the tally on his body? Oh, um, he's like a like a sea level Batman. Yeah, character. and I, I think he's he might be in one of the other films as well. That's gross, uh, Victor Zaz. Yeah, gross. Um, yeah. So yeah, you look at pictures of him like here from the comics, and he's just got all these like right, scars okay. of the tallies of all the people he's killed. But we meet Doctor, uh, not Fraser Crane. <sighs> Uh, unfortunately, but we meet Dr. Crane. My second favorite, favorite Dr. Crane. Yeah. <laughs> Played by uh, Killian Murth- Murphy. Killian Dane. <laughs> Killian Dane, playing Fraser Crane. Um, I love Qu- Killian Murphy. I yeah, think good. he is an incredible actor. Uh, met him a few times. He would rehearse at the theater I used to okay. work at. Uh, nice guy. Good looking guy, but should never be a romantic lead because this guy is He's fucking scary. terrifying. He's really scary. It, it's weird because <laughs> you look at it and you're like, you're a like traditionally handsome man, but it's those blue steel eyes that are just terrifying. Yeah, like, I, I, I think chicks dig this guy. I knew a lot of girls that were like, oh, like, celebrity crush, whatever. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's good looking, but he's kind of scary. Might kill you. Yeah, he, Might looks, kill like, you. he, he looks like you're... <laughs> this- Looks like he's into There's some trouble stuff. in those eyes there. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm trying to remember what else I've seen him in. He's in a lot, but uh, he's in Peaky Blinders is the main thing. Yeah, I still never jumped um, on it, but I, I've heard good things. Inception. He's the guy they incept. 
Uh, <laughs> he's the Inception. He's the Inception. Right. Uh, I, I know he's in 28 Days Later, but yeah, he always mm. gives me that like kind of scary. And I guess maybe it's because I've watched this movie and yeah. I was like, oh, you're, you're, you're scary. Uh, he's, he's great, though. And Christopher Nolan was in love with his eyes as well. So every scene would try and find a reason for him to take his glasses off to wipe them or something and get those eyes out. Those eyes. Um, but Dr. Crane says that uh, Zaz is insane. And obviously, on in trials like murder trials and stuff, if you plead insane, uh, it's like your your mental illness did it. You're you're yeah. insane, so you go to a like a Arkham mental asylum, like Arkham, which which like, is in control of Doctor Crane, right? And we learn that he's just been doing this with all these uh, these so, criminals, especially the Falcone. So Falcone's been paying him off to do this for all these guys that get caught murdering people, so that they can get. Get out! Yeah. it's like a, it's a ploy. Uh, it's again going into realism here because there is so many cases in this world where that happens. Uh, there's a few that come to my mind instantly, uh, particularly for Canadians. The Greyhound bus, uh, R.I.P. Greyhound bus. The Greyhound bus. That one thing. I mean, surely you've got to be clinically insane to do that. I, I guess if, uh, if we're, I, we're I don't, talking yeah. about um, this guy. Uh, on a Greyhound bus in... Was it, like, Alberta area? I'm trying to remember. I don't, I don't remember. Somewhere in Canada, uh, this guy, like, cuts off this dude sitting next to him's... Head. Head. And starts eating it. So everyone kind of runs off the bus and lock him in. Yeah. But they're waiting in buttfuck nowhere for, like, someone to come and pick him up as they're just watching this guy inside the it's bus fucked. eat this dude. And the guy... This podcast took a turn. Oh, yeah. The guy <laughs> since has been saying, like... Um, I'm insane. He Well, after... Like, he wanted to kill himself. He was like... He has no recollection of it at all. What the fuck? Um, and it was like a schizophrenic, like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, attack. I don't know what the technical word is. But, yeah, like, massive regret. And, I mean, that must, like, suck. Yeah, well, it you sucks woke for the, up and you're like, "Yo, you just ate a dude on the Greyhound." I mean, well, at least he didn't wake up and he didn't have a head. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily think I agree with like death penalties and stuff like mm. that. But in that case, I don't know. It, I, I find it. I mean, for me, if you're gonna kill someone, you are insane. Yeah, you know, like yeah. that, that's where I am. It's, it's like, yeah. and therefore, can you just? Sure, if there are people with, like, diagnosed schizophrenia and stuff like that. But realistically, if anything has pushed you to the edge where you've killed someone, there's not, something not quite right in your right. head. Yeah. You know? It's fair. Um, yeah. So should we just send everyone to Arkham? I don't know. Arkham? I don't know. That's free. why I'm a podcaster and yeah. not involved with any of these decisions. That's why I should not be allowed to decide. But I definitely, like, it, it goes case for case for me where if I, I read true crime and, and get into it... I come to the decision, oh, this guy should be shot. Not even shot, just hang him. Like, certain people, mm. in certain cases. Whereas other cases, I'm like, okay, put him in jail for the rest of it. Jail, to me, sounds worse. Locking a guy in a room I agree. for years sounds worse. worse. So do that than just killing people. However, me and you are paying for that guy to be in jail. So mm. that's where it's like, if we I kill him, mean, just I mean, get rid of him. It's then you weigh it up. It's like, uh, is it rehabilitation or is it punishment? Yeah. Or is it both? Like it's see. Then there's there's ones where like this guy in the states he had uh, the the guy who had like women under hostage in his house for years and years mm. and years and then finally this they escaped and he got caught and all this stuff. 
this guy was going to go to jail for like the rest of his life. He's going to die like multiple life sentences over and he hung himself. Right. And people were mad because they're like, well, fuck, like that's not, and that's that where I'm happens like, so yeah. And that happens yeah. a lot. Uh, just like uh, Epstein when he killed <laughs> yeah. himself in prison. Remember yes. when he killed himself? Oh yeah. When he hung himself <laughs> in a jail. It's like, no, he should be stuck in a cell for the rest of his life. He should die hungry and, and like all the worst things that you mm. can imagine if, for people who've done terrible things. But it's crazy that a comic book movie is is talking about it's all this about in, like, yeah. in depth and stuff. So Absolutely. When I'm like 14, 15, 16 watching this movie, I probably have no idea of realistic. I'm like, ah, like, okay, they're, they're not going to kill him because insanity. Now as an adult, I'm like, holy shit, this is mm. pretty in depth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry for that little turn. Everyone's no, like, what no, the that's, fuck? <laughs> that's why they listen to us. <laughs> you guys talking about murder. Yeah. Um, we're at Wayne Manor and Bruce sees another bat. So decides to go down the well. It's in his house. Yeah, this bat's in his house. He's kind of freaked out about it, so decides to follow it. And uh, goes back down the well where he, he fell many moons ago. And he finds this cave. He holds up a light and these bats start surrounding him. And you see him being like scared. And then he realizes he's got to face his fear uh, to kind of complete his training. So just stands there. And it's a really cool... Uh, epic shot of just Bruce like standing there and kind of his posture kind of straightens as he's kind of like trying to accept these bats and they're just surrounding him it looks really epic and that's when the the Batman theme the kicks off it's great yeah this is awesome obviously it's like this there's not a whole lot of CGI in this movie, but this is definitely where like it's him, and then there's bats surrounding us. Yeah. Clearly, like it's him, and then they use the effects to make oh, it swirl yeah. around. But epic! Like this is what you wanted to see in a movie where it's called Batman Begins. Well, how does he become Batman? Why is he like bats? What's the deal with? The th- Here you go. Yes. <laughs> it's him. He's he's scared, and then he's like, "No, I am. I gotta be. I'm gonna take this and make this my thing to scare people." So he stands up, and it's like, "I'm bat." He he becomes Batman, and then like. <laughs> In the next shot, it's like Bruce Wayne's back. He's like a full on. He's making this this thing. Also, the the Batcave is like not CGI like Tim Burton movies. It's like they totally made this set with a waterfall. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a a really cool cave. And one of the I once read this awesome article on Cracked. Yeah. Uh, did you ever read? Yeah, Cracked? yeah, yeah. And it was about the amount of money the Batcave would cost and the amount of people he'd have had to employ. Right. So it's like realistically, there are at least like 200 people that know Bruce Wayne yeah, would be Batman. Exactly. But here, they keep it very basic in the cave. You right. see him like hanging up He's lights doing- and it's you, you look at it and you go, yeah, I could buy that just these two have sort of set this up. It, right. It's a basic Batcave. Yeah, is what it's, I'm getting it at. is believable. It's, it's showing him doing all the stuff. It's like, he's the one who's doing it. Because yeah. you're right. It's like, yeah, wouldn't people know who set all the... Like, did you go install these things, Bruce? It's like, like internet cables down there, you know? So like, it's like him and... Poor Alfred, who's got to do all this hard labor. Yeah. But it's Bruce who's like, who, who, who manages to, to do all this. And like, there's an elevator pulley that he like uses to bring stuff down. Yeah, it's like him creating this whole... Batman Batcave thing and it looks fucking it looks so sick compared to the the prior movies oh, where yeah. it's like just Michael Keating sitting at some fucking desk with the But computer. again the prior movies I'd want the toy of the Batcave exactly. more so than this. Yeah. But oh, this, this one's got a waterfall. It does have a waterfall, but I don't know how that works as a toy. It, it makes a that would be sick. 
a waterfall. waterfall. Yeah, that means feature. I mean, kids always bring the toys in like to the bath and stuff, so True. you put the water and yeah, they're yeah, yeah. flowing through. I'm sure they got bat boats as toys. Yeah, 100. <laughs> so Bruce goes to Wayne Enterprises for the first time since kind of being alive yeah. again. This is what I mean. Like instantly, he's back. He's it's back. Uh, we've seen a guy called Earl has taken over uh, kind of Bruce's role and is a bit of a dick, but. Bruce is interested in the science department. He makes it seem like he wants to start from the ground up. He's back. He wants to learn. Mm. So he's going to start in sciences. And that's he's going to start in science When he meets fucking God. Yes. Morgan Freeman playing Lucius Fox. And this is Nolan flexing those. Hey, uh, you're looking for a director for James Bond? Uh, how about you look at my cue scene here? Sure. Because um, this is Lucius Fox showing... Um, I, I've got in my notes here Bond I mean Bruce yeah uh, like all these like suits and military equipment and like grapple hooks and all this stuff but and again going into the realism thing here they're like how does Batman have all this shit how's like wouldn't people know how he fucking orders stuff if he's making stuff but here it goes into like every little yeah, thing yeah it's like a whole like weaponry department yeah, it's like I Tony it. Stark and Iron Man yeah. with the uh, with all the weapons it's yeah. like this is what Wayne Enterprises does we provide this to the military and stuff Fox is in the comics like he is yes. in some of the comics in this role so it, it, it's crazy that they do this it's like every little thing they even if it's in a, like a quick scene it's like it, down to like uh bruce and them and 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 i think alfred who are like working on the, the ears and like mm. coming up with the design and they're like well we could order this but like if we order this people are gonna know we ordered so he's like all right i'll order ten thousand of them so people know like and they're ordering yeah ten thousand from china and then like ten thousand from vietnam and like, all yeah, this so like stuff. so like you can't be tracked yeah and then and then it's it's lucius fox here he's showing him like this all these different things and bruce is like coming up in his head like okay i could use this and stuff like that so when he comes up with the the magnetic thing that like it's the the cape the cat like the thing that makes you fly like memory yeah memory cape. and they ex- he explains it to him so it's like literally like you could blink and miss this but it explains to you oh batman doesn't just jump off roofs and can fly. no so yeah he's going at first bruce says uh i want to borrow this this suit it's almost like a, a wetsuit i'm going spelunking spelunking <laughs> which is cave diving so as you said like it it makes it practical and real it's like this is the kind of thing you'd wear for cave diving and then when it comes to the cape because uh we see we see like a clip of him like fighting crime and then running away from police right. and he like leaps from one building to the other and just smashes hard against these ladders yeah. and takes quite a tumble so he's like huh i'm gonna need uh, I'm gonna need something to help me with this. I so he goes, yeah, I want to go base jumping now. <laughs> so gets given this cape for base jumping, and he's and like, go like, yeah, that figures, that makes sense. That and then you sense. go, well, this guy clearly must know he's Batman. And this guy, Bruce is like, hey, like, I don't want you telling people I'm doing this. He's like, well, actually, like, I work for you, so uh, this is yours anyway. Like, this is your stuff. I can't tell anything. And he's He's, like, kind of winking at him, like, I know you're not fucking base jumping and spelunking, whatever the fuck it is, but, like... He says, if I don't know, I don't have to lie when people ask me, me. but don't treat me like an idiot. Yeah, so he's like, all right, cool. So that's where the the relationship definitely, like, helps him come up with the 
the whole outfit and, and stuff. Because at first he's using like ninja gear mm. and and a stapler at one point, but it's like now he's like com- com- coming up with all the stuff. And Alfred's like, yeah, like this cave, like you, your your history, the history of the Waynes or whatever, like owned this land and this mansion, and these caves were used like in the the Underground Railroad. They mentioned like yes, yeah, talks about his great grandfather who helped free slaves. Yeah, so kind of tying in the history that the Waynes have always been looking out. Heroes. Always been heroes. Like, uh, Thomas Wayne was very charitable and very, uh, like, well-liked. Right. And, because they're, they're always talking about ruining your legacy, ruining the Wayne name. Right. Uh, and yeah, we learn even, like, generations ago, uh, they were saving these slaves. But again, that kind of explains the tunnels. Everything is explained. And with Nolan all his films he mixes like actual science yeah and then gives you some bullshit but explains it in a way that you like kind of believe it's real so like memory foam cape or not memory foam but like, it, me, me, uh, it's like got the magnetic thing that he devices and yeah. stuff he's got like devices for all this I shit. don't know if it's real or not no, but I'm not. buying it yeah. I, it's like yeah this seems legit yeah I, I dig it but uh, then <laughs> Uh, something catches Bruce's eye. What's that over there? What's that over there? And he sees the tumbler. You wouldn't be interested in that. Oh, (laughs) such a great line. Uh, So he goes driving in this big kind of tank car. Tank like sports car hybrid. This got heat when like this movie came out. People were like, wait a second. That's the fucking Batmobile? No, people were like, fuck this. That's not the Batmobile. You want like the flashy shit with the lights and all this stuff. The wings. and Yeah, you wanted that. Like the toys, right? And then you look at this and you're like, well, well, actually, this this is... This is real. This is practical. This yeah. is what he would use. It's not this fucking shit from the last few movies. So he goes driving this around and asks, does it come in black? Uh, uh, the Tumblr is fucking awesome. Yeah, I like, think. come on. like. And as you mentioned, sick. like uh, Bale did most of his stunts, but was allowed nowhere near this car. <laughs> I feel like this, when the Dark Knight did its rounds for like media, in Canada they did a tour of it. So this Tumblr... Uh, yeah, I've seen it yeah, too. Yeah. They like, came around the world. Like Actually, its stop here was at a, a big radio station, TV stations dished down by the water. And like people, I went, people would go and like to, to get pictures with it and stuff like that. And like, it's fucking sick. It looks like, I, I guess when you're a kid, you're like, oh, it's not as flashy as the other ones. But then you're like, what? It like can roll and tumble it's and do so all this. cooler. Yeah, I it's think. so sick. It's easily the best Batmobile. Like even in the newer movies, like how are you going to make anything look like, like in the new one coming out, like Justice League and shit. It's like just kind of taking from this one. Anyway, all the Batmans yeah. since then have gone yeah. for more of this like military style, yeah. bigger car. Um, we see when I, I was wondering if this was maybe a, an Easter egg, like a reference to something. Cause as Bruce is trying on all these different things, he has these gloves with like long fingers that yeah. are similar to the cape that become like memory and like yeah the ma- the magnetic stuff yeah yeah and we don't see him use these at all so it's like he's trying out shit and it's like maybe this nah I wonder it it feels like this could be maybe a reference to an early design of Batman or or something that was once used in the comics and then ah yeah. oh, no this is, we see that a lot in superhero films so the this, little winks yeah but this is what he uses when he when he uh, when he flies like this is how now so he puts it into the thing so I guess when he jumps he goes 
Oh, okay. So he puts like yeah, there's like gloves in his. This cape is explaining sort of him flying later gotcha. in the movie because you see him like even at the end of the movie where he just glides. Mm. It's like, well, wait, how does a fucking guy do that with a cape that doesn't is just a cape? So this is explaining Makes how sense. he does it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And in the next movie when he's base jumping off fucking All like, in China or something yeah. crazy. Um, Alfred asks him why bats as he's making these like emblems uh, bat like ninja stars and yeah emblems and he goes because they frighten me makes my enemies feel my dread he's gonna I'm gonna make them fear what I feared so we're going to the Falcone big drug deal and uh, Batman now fully suited is gonna take these guys down we finally see him and it's it's really cool because we don't quite see him right away. We just see men like disappear. It's like a scary movie. Like just pulled into shadows. It's your, it's your like in Predator. It's like the, the, instead it's the opposite. It's like the good guy, the bad guys are these guys getting picked off. Kids hiding in the kitchen in Jurassic Park. It's yeah. like that kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, it's the bad guys getting picked off. We see a lamp getting taken out and we see the Bat Star. And then Batman drops down and takes out one guy, just like engulfs him with his cape and flies off and disappears. Uh, this scene's really cool. And then one guy is like, where are you? Batman comes down. Here. <laughs> Who are you? What the hell are you? And one hour, <laughs> three minutes into Batman Begins, we finally see Bruce in the cowl, in the full outfit, and he says the immortal two words, I'm Batman. <laughs> Yeah, epic intro scene here for the first time you see bats and he's like coming in, scaring these guys, throwing the batarangs, which look cool. Everything is like on point here for the like the intro, killing these bad guys off. It, it does a really good job of taking I, I was a big fan of the animated series and we mentioned the the Mask of Phantasm and it takes so many elements from that. It's like they use this like scary neo noir stuff, but here he's like they, the guys just disappear. He's steal he's like it's the theatricality it's, of it it's, all, right? It's really, it's really cool to see it kind of being, being brought to life. And no, it's not cheesy at all. It's no, completely no, 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 no. disappeared, it's, uh, disassociated from all the past movies we've watched. Again, so many differences. And it's, we've seen the first hour and three minutes of this film is building up to this moment. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I completely buy that you can do all this shit. Batman has begun. So Batman gives Rachel a load of photographic evidence tying uh, like the the drug deal with Falcone. He hangs up Falcon. He, 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 yeah, he takes him here. Yeah, he's he's tied Falcone up to a light uh, like a bat. Like the bat. <laughs> and uh, Gordon and his men find Falcone. So Batman's just being like, "Here you go." He's just helping the cops realize, even though a lot of the cops are dirty and stuff like that. I also like, like you mentioned, it's like all this whole series, he's beating up the bad guys. And as Batman's like fleeing, he sees a homeless guy near the water Mm. wearing Bruce's coat from all the years later and goes, (laughs) nice coat. (laughs) Flies away. The guy's Uh, like, thanks. (laughs) Alfred tells Bruce to maybe take up polo to explain these injuries and lack of social life. Um, and we learn that some Wayne Enterprises weaponry, a uh, microwave emitter, which was on this kind of ship, has been stolen. All the men on the ship has been taken out, and this microwave emitter is perhaps displaced and in but the Bruce, wrong hands. But Bruce isn't told about it yet. Bruce isn't told. This is uh, 
Oh, and yeah. which, which of course you're kind of like suspicious of because you see the clips as he's describing this, and it's like some form, some unit of men mm. are taking them out. So you can kind of go, okay, well, I don't. We we know someone didn't die earlier in the movie because someone saved him, and that could bite him. But of course, all these comic book superhero movies, they got like so much science behind yeah. it. Like Spider Man is always about like everyone's a sci- everyone's into science. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, what is this? It's just the same thing. It's like, what does this thing do? Okay, well. uh well, it actually takes water and then it uh, makes it into Vaporizes vapes. It. It's, it's, a, it's a giant vape. It's a giant vape. <laughs> uh, we get a scene, kind of the only scene in this film where we see how much of a playboy Bruce Wayne is. That's what I mean. Which, like, yeah, he does it for he does it for show. He does it to kind of throw people off. Yeah, um, but he wants to show himself that he's Bruce Wayne. He's a rich boy millionaire dickhead. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he's at this uh, like hotel restaurant, and one of the like waiters comes up to him and is like, "Hey, your guests are swimming in the pool, like in their their like the dresses. Dresses. He, and he stuff. shows up in his like fucking suicide door Lambo yeah. here, and he's got two models yeah. sitting on top of each other to fit in his car because mm. they can't. And then eventually, he gets the doors open. He's like, "Yeah, cool, whatever, park it." And then while he's like having dinner, these girls go off and like start. You know, pissing kind of, around yeah, in, in the fountain of this fancy restaurant and they're like oh, you can't do that here in this like hotel you gotta Sorry. leave and he's like ah and just hands him a check and says I just bought this yeah, hotel I own this place now. I own this hotel and so Bruce goes and jumps in the fountain <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah this is the scene where you get that like that like Bruce Wayne playboy-esque again kind of bondish character yes. where he's He's like, ah, I'm, I'm a shitty person, and then he's leaving, and of course, he unfortunately runs into Rachel. He runs into Rachel, who sees him being a bit of a douche, a bit of a she playboy. She sees through it. She sees through it, and Bruce obviously can't tell her that he's Batman and all this, but he says, look, there's more to me than just this. Deep down, there is more. This is kind of surface... Um, like, Rachel, come on, it's me, it's Bruce. And she says, it's not who you are, underneath it's what you do that defines you it's true which is true yeah it's not who you are it's all very well saying oh no inside i'm a good person it's like yeah well if you're being a doing dickish things you're a dick and then he's like huh you're right and then he goes oh wait where are those two models at all right let's go let's go (laughs) uh they say bruce come on are you we're gonna go buy some more hotels (laughs) (laughs) so he's like yeah all right uh, we see Dr. Crane who goes to visit Falcone in prison because uh, he's cut his wrists because he's trying to get the insane plea. Um, and he goes in and he's like, uh, Falcone's like, yeah, like the walls are closing in, closing in, I'm losing my mind, yada, 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 I'm insane. Just like, get me Saying out. Saying all the stuff, yeah. Yes. Um, Falcone says that to Crane, look, I know what you've been doing. I know that you've been experimenting with the inmates at Arkham, and uh, I know that you don't want the cops to look any closer at the the drugs. We learned that sort of that was only half of the drug deal, and that right. there's this other half that is somewhere else. So he's not paying Crane in money. He's paying Crane in the specific drug that Crane is requesting. Yes, and Crane keeps on referring to a he. That we don't know who he is. A higher power. A higher power. And he's saying that uh, he probably wants Falcone dead as well. So Crane puts on the scarecrow mask, like this uh, sack. sack, on his head. 
uh, with like a gas mask feature and emits this vapor, this gas, which poisons Falcone and heightens all his fears. He freaks out. So now we see the, the kind of the sack on Crane's face kind of turns like through the hallucination yeah. into like an evil scarecrow face. And Falcone starts screaming and is now legit insane. insane. <laughs> so it has to go to Arkham. Uh, so this is where we get to see the Scarecrow finally mm. on a Batman movie. Like we've seen it in the cartoons, but the first time this character was supposed to be brought in like so many times, a lot of directors and people think it's such a creative character that they wanted to bring it mm. alive, but it wasn't a big enough character. So finally you get to see it. And it's, it's so cool the way they, they like yeah. initiate this character. I think it's a character that works in cartoon and comics, but I can see a lot of directors going yeah, right. but how? how do we like the Joker? You just put in makeup and a yeah. suit, you know. Like a scarecrow, it's 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 same issue when you wear a mask to a Halloween co- uh, party. Yeah. It's like you got to take it off. And whereas here, doing it with the like the hallucinogen to make just this sack turn, and you can go even though this whole film is based in yeah. reality because it's a hallucination. You can go a bit fantasy based with it and make it creepy and scary and so i think it's so cool reading this christopher nolan originally just had that the 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 drug mm. did this to you it made you see the scarecrow right so he, he nolan didn't want the mask at all okay and it was the screenwriter david goyer, goyer yeah who was like no, no 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 it's like trust me first of all people will fucking shit on you if you do not incorporate you can't have the scarecrow not be the scarecrow mm. Like, you can't just have him being a doctor. That's It's a cop-out. Plus, you want to sell the toys. Mm. So he said, you need to have the mask. So he had to convince him. So when they made the mask and showed him this, he's like, oh, absolutely. That, yeah. looks, that looks sick. So it's, it's definitely a right way to introduce this character. So the character of the Scarecrow is he's got this, this thing, he, this vape he hits you with. And when you, it goes into your system, you hallucinate and your fears are enlightened heightened, and heightened yeah. and stuff. So really creative. I always think the Batman has the best bad guys in the game. Like, top to bottom. 100%. Like, obviously, Joker is above every villain ever made in the history. But then, like, his BCs, like, they're all fucking, like... Everyone. He, I, like... I feel like my parents who aren't really into any of this stuff could probably name you six. A few, yeah. Six Because they're iconic, yeah. Uh, characters, whereas... Yeah. Like, all the, all the Marvel... Like, I love Marvel, but their villains are nowhere near as iconic and, as Batman. And, like, they do a good job of, again, making this make sense. Well, how does this character do this? Well, he's using drugs. Mm. <laughs> he's not using magic. No. <laughs> he's using drugs. And it's like, as someone who uh, has used hallucinogenics mm. in my life or whatever... Yeah, this makes sense. This can this, happen, this can, sure. Like, obviously, there's probably not a flower drug that makes you do this, but people who do shrooms have bad trips. For sure, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? For so sure. it makes sense to me. I go, all right, it's scary. We uh, Batman approaches Gordon and warns him that a storm is coming and that was only half the shipment of drugs they re- recovered. Um, what I like, this scene here, um, there are shots of Gotham and it... It looks like a legit city, but there are still, like, certain things that make it feel a bit otherworldly. Like, the the monorail always makes something look yeah, kind of... different. ...different. And there's even, like, lightning in the background, and it's got a slight, like, purple 
tinge to it. Yeah. So it, it kind of blurs. It's like, this is still a comic book movie. But, but it's and like, I like that. It's subtle. The gritty New York. Mm. And Gordon, who's like now like a higher up in the position. Not still high up, but a different position years later. Yeah. And he lives... He's probably a sergeant here, I think. Yeah, and, he, like that. and he's got like a wife and kid. And mm. it's like he, he's got some... Like an apartment, but like not nothing like great and Batman like talking to him here it's like it's a good scene where Gordon's still like this fucking dude's in a bat costume and I'm hearing about him but he's helping me so I'm gonna listen to him yeah he he says like I, I've been wrong before but like it, I, I think he's trying to help um, but Commissioner Loeb wants the bat taken down he's like yeah. no that, this is our job this he's, guy is yeah this he guy, sucks we have this character in every comic book film. Someone like no, in every it's wrong. film, it's always wrong. The, the, it's wrong. The, the 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 like the mean cop leader. Yeah, uh, Batman tracks down Flass, who is one of uh, the dirty cops. Uh, yeah, and tries to get the information on the rest of the drugs. With the well, greatest, where, where's the gra- all the rest of this? With the greatest line in the movie, the best line in the whole movie. Where are the other drugs going? <laughs> Do I look like a cop? (laughs) (laughs) Hanging him upside down, just intimidating him. Batman's rule. We've talked about it. I won't kill you. I'm not an executioner. But I will drop you from seven stories (laughs) so you break all the bones in your legs and your body. And you're you're a vegetable for the rest of your life. But I won't kill you. I won't kill you. Yeah. My my conscience is clean. (laughs) Uh, Batman sees little King Joffrey. um, (laughs) And... He says, don't drink... Th- I mean, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your uncle gives you, gives you a chalice, just, just don't drink from it. Kayfabe-wise, storyline-wise, does this kid show up later on in the movies? He does, doesn't he? Isn't he supposed to be someone? Uh, He's not the kid... He's not supposed to be jo- Jordan no, Levitt, right? No, no, yeah. no. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but maybe they planted that this could perhaps be a Robin one day or yeah, something. Yeah, I think they did. Um, he says, uh, the kids won't believe me when I tell them I saw you. And he's, so he throws them a weapon. A batarang or something. <laughs> he's like, yeah, there it's you like go. It's like a grapple gun. Yeah. <laughs> Kid, go I got go. more. Knock yourself out. Uh, so Batman tries to take Crane's men down during another deal. And then Crane puts his mask on and uses the hallucinogen again, which causes Batman to hallucinate. And this is a cool shot of the scarecrow because worms and maggots coming out of his mouth and then bats, bats. fly out. Again, it looks yeah. awesome. Takes your fears. Yeah. And then, so Batman Hides shows, and it. yeah, so Batman starts to see the scarecrow with bats and shit, so that starts to freak him out. If the scarecrow and you were to get into an argument and a fight and he sprayed you with this, what would you see? I think wasps. Wasps? A swarm of wasps. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. I don't like I like, don't like swarms of anything. Yeah, like it. Yeah, uh, it me I've out. got something. Uh, what's the name? I think it's typrophobia, which is f- a fear of little holes. Oh, um, yeah. And it it just makes me feel like sick and very uncomfortable. Weird. Um, and I, I get the same sort of thing from any swarms, like swarms of ants, swarms of flies. Yeah. And I, I think wasps are cunts. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't like. Yeah, I don't like bugs. So and I stuff think like that, that would probably. Be it. Like bats, obviously a giant swarm of them would be fun. If like if I came if we came home and I left the smoking window open and the bat showed up, I wouldn't be that scared. No, I'd be I'd be like that's how are we going to get this out? I'd be like let's get it out of here. But I, I like I've 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 had fuck there's a I've, I'm pretty sure I've had to get a bat out of a cottage before and like I wasn't as freaked out as I thought I was. So be. I believe bats are protected, so it makes it really hard to um you can't get exterminated yeah you can't kill it yeah um whereas you can for like other infestations so 
uh, yeah, it can't like bats can be a real problem. I feel like if the scarecrow hit me with it, I'd probably yeah, like like swarms of something or snakes would definitely get me. I don't like snakes. I've made that clear on mm. some shows. That would definitely be the one to make me go over the top. Like I'd freak the fuck out. I just hallucinate seeing our Patreon numbers going down and down uh. and down. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a fear now. Yeah, that would be a fear now. I Clips of Doug Ford saying, oh, we're extending lockdown to no, the earliest no. August 14th. No! Ah. <laughs> uh, there's Turns out Moderna's poison. Ah. Uh, there is a shortage of marijuana. No! <laughs> How would it work if he hit you and you're scared of heights? You All of a sudden, you'd think you're on like a platform somewhere. Like, oh my I God, guess, I'm, yeah. I'm scared of heights. Yeah, let us know if the the, the scarecrow hit you. What are you, what is a strange thing that you may be listening and you're, that you're scared of at Up Next Podcast? Mm. What what is the the thing that gets you? What would it be? Because spiders obviously are a lot of people. I'm like I, I said to you yesterday. I was like, are you okay with spiders? Basically, because why in my room I've had these two like pretty big spiders, Fuck. and I'm like, I don't want to kill it, but it seems a lot of effort to try and get them out of the window yeah so i just left them there and i like asked you are you cool with them and you're like i mean i don't like them but yeah i i'm not bothered and they kill the flies we have yeah so if they cool. kill other things so i'm okay as long as they and you know what if they do crawl in my mouth when i'm asleep as long as i don't know about it protein i, I don't really care protein i will say going we had uh some some of our listeners on on a patreon show just was it chris thunder from down under who mentioned spiders yeah was it some we have a lot of aussies but mentioned the huntsman spider in his room and explaining googling what that is like going to australia made me less afraid of bugs and little shit here because i've seen what they deal i'm like why would you live there yeah. why would you live there you got beaches sure but you live the spiders that would come into our apartment would be fucking massive and like i can't deal with that yeah i'm only scared of things that can hurt me yeah like yeah, a spider yeah. here isn't gonna kill me yeah like yeah. i might get a little bite yeah, and like yeah. that's annoying but like life's annoying you know yeah like yeah and i i get how they they can they can startle you if I'm not aware of one and then I see one scuttle it will make you oh but I can't say I'm particularly scared scarecrows are scary yeah scarecrows are pretty scary I mean, that, that's their job uh, we were just getting super stoned last night watching clips of Goosebumps and there's an episode called mm. uh, Scarecrow Walks at Midnight that was one of my favorite episodes yeah. and that's like the scarecrows and stuff um, but there's a short story I'm a, fa- I'm a big fan of called Harold mm. and it's about a scarecrow and okay. like, it, I recommend it I think they turned it into a, a short movie as well but Harold yeah I uh, used to read that and scare the shit out of my l- young cousin but scarecrows themselves look cool and to see him attacking Batman here using the, the fear mechanism mm. thing that's like start, he's, he doesn't like he it, it's, they do a good job in the movie because if you're watching you're like well wait a second the way it's uh, attacking him his vision and the way he's moving and his breathing is similar to when he breathed in the smoke earlier yes. in the movie. So if you're you're, you're connecting, connecting the dots a little bit, but then Scarecrow is like, as Batman's freaking out and seeing all the bats, and you see him like hallucinating. Scarecrow's like, "You look like a man who takes things too seriously, so I think you need to." lighten up and he gasses him and then lights him he on fire. He goes on Randy Orton on his Holy ass. Holy shit, this is epic. Great line, underrated line from this uh, villain and then he just lights him on fire and Batman's just lit up. Jumps out the window. It's fucking lit. Um, Alfred saves him and Bruce is telling him, yo, I've been poisoned. Uh, we need Lucius Fox. That's call Lucius. And luckily Lucius Fox has made an antidote. <laughs> Needed him on these vaccines. Vaccinations yeah. from Wayne Enterprise. 
Uh, he's like, hey, he wakes up and he's like, hey, how long have I been out? And he's like, dude, you've been out for two days. <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you almost died. You almost died. Uh, Rachel shows up as it's Bruce's birthday to drop off a birthday present. Uh, Bruce, Bruce plays it off to Lucius like, yeah, I went out and got a uh, little, you know, <laughs> had yeah. some nose beers that were... Uh, a little funny. little Some fentanyl in it or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. But it's, it's no. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I know. Uh, Rachel reveals that her boss has been missing for two days, her boss at the DA's office. And they learn that Falcone has been moved to Arkham Asylum on suicide watch. She gives Bruce the present, and it's revealed to be the Arrowhead from when they were kids. So Bruce is like, ah, Falcone's in Arkham now. He's starting to, like, connect the dots right. here. But, but Alfred's like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. It's your birthday. Like, all these people are coming to the house tonight. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. Just make them wait. Who cares? So, yeah, like, Alfred's like, it's the Wayne name. You're what are you doing? He's like, like, yeah, I'm ru- saving the world, Alfred. Yeah, Alfred comes around, though. Alfred's, like, usually a middleman. This is where he's like, yeah, you're like, you got to show face. It's yeah. your birthday. And he's like, there's more important things. We see Earl, who uh, kind of is worried about like what Fox has been stumbling upon with the the like stolen uh, microwave emitter and all that and says oh your your department has now been kind of merged with archives and thus you don't have a job anymore you're gone you're gone Lucius didn't you get the memo Uh, this guy's a dick yeah so he he basically fires Lucius who Bruce really needs yes so that sucks um Rachel kind of doesn't trust Crane at all, is aware that what he's doing, that he's working with Falcone and getting all these people off on we, 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 insane They, they also tried to kill her at one point when we, we first saw Batman and her, and it was, it was very apparent, like, the word on the street was, the mon- there's money on the table to get this de- her killed so she shuts up. And she doesn't get killed, so Crane's like, you, bitch, you're still alive? Mm. So I'll just, for now. So he, he's got a plan to like kill so her Crane, himself. Yeah, Crane does the master villain thing, which is like, hey, I'm just going to tell you what exactly. I've been doing. So shows her where they make the hallucinogen and that they're going to put it into the water supply and he drugs and kidnaps her. He like, he, he mentions to his men like, oh, is she dead? He's like, ah, she will be. Like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm doing this so she has a, like a terrible death. So she's freaking out. Everything's scaring her yeah. or whatever. She just sees like, uh, w- w- like w- what does she see when she's scared? Like not being with Bruce? I don't know. I guess. Commitment? <laughs> <laughs> That's something I would see too. Yeah. Uh, I feel like she's like freaking out and he mentions like, like by the end of the day, by the end of the night, like she'll die yeah. from this. I hit her with a strong dose. But Batman comes to save the day, catches Crane, and even uses his own drug on him and uh, is trying to find out who Crane is working for. And this time it's it's Crane who's freaking out because Batman's in the bat suit, but his face is all scary. Like the oh. mouth is all like coming together Holy with like shit. shit coming out of it. The eyes are glowing red. Uh, looks awesome. Again, only the only real like part of this movie that's like you could say Fantastic. is yeah like yeah. magic and shit but again they explain it's the drugs it's a hallucination and Batman is terrifying here he's like a Power Rangers bad guy mm. like ooze dripping and whoa, talking oh, and yeah. so terrifying it's fucking sick so we learn that uh, Crane has been working for Ra's Al 
ghoul. And and Bruce is kind of taken aback, like, nah, nah, he, nah, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. I saw him die, and he's like, nah, fam. I did think Cillian Murphy did a good job of playing the classic Batman. You know he had a kick out of this, because there's a scene where he takes his mask off, and he's looking around, and he's, like, telling his, his crew, like, oh, the bat's here. He's doing the classic, like, oh, he, Batman's he here. Knight, yeah. It's always like, oh, Batman's, Batman's here. He's so good at that. It's such a, like, almost like the, the one nod to, like, the 60s, where, like, the bad guy, the, it's the way his, like, body is, like, looking around. It's almost the adrenaline rush yeah, from, like, oh, yeah. here we go, here yeah, we go. Yeah. It's, I love uh, to tie this to wrestling, um, WrestleMania 29, CM Punk Undertaker. Punk does his great entrance with Living Color. Yeah. And then is in the ring, and the gong goes off, and he laughs. He <laughs> smiles. He's like, fuck yeah, The Undertaker. Yeah. The Batman's coming. Even though it's such gonna, a cool, like. Even though he's going to beat you up. Yeah, it's such a cool villain moment to have. So, Batman, like, has. Is now the 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 scarecrow was smart because he called the cops knowing that like the cops are going to chase Batman. Yes. So now Batman's got to get out of there. Yeah. So uh, Batman breaks into Arkham using like this sonic sound and bats to kind of distract everything. Okay. So this this counts as a bat gadget. Oh yeah. So bat gadgets we've seen in the past. We've had the bat boat. Mm-hmm. We've had the grapple hooks in the mm-hmm. past movies. We've had the credit card. We've had the shark repellent. The shark repellent, that's right. We've had some crazy bad mm. gadgets. But guys, it's not like get smart with the phone as the shoe phone. It's, it's beyond that. It's the shoe bat phone, almost, technically. Because he's not the bat phone like in the bat cave. It's the bat phone meaning he's calling the bats. Yes. <laughs> so he out of his boot, Batman pushes a sonic sonar button thing that calls the bats. Yeah, because bats can hear this sound like that sounds. humans can't. So all these bats are coming through Arkham um, but uh, as you mentioned, the police are yeah. after Batman as well and this is where we have the Batmobile, the tumbler gets to show off because we have this awesome car chase scene yeah it's like he's carrying rachel and he's saving her while running through this the the shots of like all these bats flying around and the cops are scared of the bats the bats are flying everywhere i think that's pretty epic that he uses this like sonar thing to to get all the bats to follow him and surround him to get the escape just visually it's yeah it looks it looks really cool that might be the coolest thing but then he gets into the tumbler and you're like oh so it's in black he got it in black Mm. and he drives out and he's flying through and the cops are like okay we got uh, he's on the run. He's driving a tank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's it's like the other police going like, "What? What am I looking for? What am I looking for?" And fucking tank. You'll know. You'll know once you see it. You'll know. The fucking giant thing. Uh, so yeah, this scene's great. The 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 tumblers like driving over cars, up walls, and shit. Yeah, it's it's a great uh, great chase scene. He's got like stealth mode, hiding in the the darkness. It looks it looks so sick. So he he does eventually save Rachel to his his bat cave. But we see a a, a disgruntled looking Alfred who's been watching the news report of this chase. And he's like, I thought you said Bruce this wasn't about thrill seeking. Well what the fuck is all this? Yeah it's come on. Uh, he's like it's not about thrill seeking, it's about good TV. Yes. <laughs> Alfred tells him that you can't make it personal. If you make it personal, then you're just a vigilante. Right. Um, but And Bruce wants to get rid of all these guests who are at his birthday. But Alfred says, you're going to ruin your you father's show legacy. You've got to show up. You've got to be there. So I think he has some of the antidote that Lucius like made. So he's using it on Rachel. but she's, So she's going to come too eventually, just like he did. 
So he insists Alfred, like, hey, get the hell out of here. Take her home. So, like, it's not suspicious that I'm, I saved her and I'm Batman and stuff. But she's probably going to figure it out. And I'll go, to, I'll go deal as Bruce with the party. Even though he just merely escaped, like, dying, getting arrested and all this shit. Now he's just going to pretend. He's going to take the costume off, get in the tux and pretend he's Bruce. Yeah. Just so. have a, a moment of fun. Before and there's all these everything like, goes to shit. Yeah, again. and it's like it's 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 a pretty it's great that he's like quickly like and like changing up in his stuff and like the little things that the start of his like Batcave where like uh, here he's got a piano you push these two notes here two notes here and like the little nods like yeah. that feels very sixties yeah. doesn't it like dong dong and then a door swings open. It, no one would ever play those t- notes he played. It's like a C and a D at the same time and then like another one on the. It's like pretty yeah. yeah it was good and then he gets in there. And now he's got to be Bruce, and here we go. So now we have uh, the good guys hatching their plan to take down the bad guys. We have Bruce talking to Fox to see if he can make more of this antidote and if there's a way they can distribute it the same way. And Fox is like, huh, well, you know what would be useful? A microwave emitter. But one of them just went missing. And Bruce is like, yo, what do you, what do you, what do you mean this microwave went missing? <laughs> what do you mean it went missing? Our microwave went missing. Yeah, well, it's true. We? we need a new one. Um, yeah, so here the bad guys... Oh, clearly, um, here are the bad guys, like... We, we, we can't figure out... We're trying to put the pieces together, and it's like Bruce is just figuring it out now. And he's like, all right, all right, like... Lucius, I need you to just work on this. Go, go fix, figure this out. And he's like, well, you, the guy fired me. And he's like, okay, I'll worry about that. And he's like, I can't even get in. I don't have an access card. He's like, ah. You're you, a smart guy. You'll you can figure, figure it out. out. So he's like, go go quickly and do this. Because Bruce now is in his head like, wait a second. What's going on here? Mm. But then it comes full circle. Yeah, we have one of the guests at the party says that there's someone who really wants to speak to Bruce Wayne. And says that it's someone by the name of Raz Al Ghul. And Bruce is like, that can't be right. He's dead. He, he acts like he almost seen a ghost. Mm. Not yet. And then the guy turns around, and it's not Raz Al Ghul, but it's someone dressed as him. It's someone dressed as him. And then revealed is Ducard, who basically says, I'm Raz Al Ghul. What? what? Spoilers, yes. Yeah. So he reveals the whole time that I'm... Raz Al Ghul. And do you think this is a way of like kind of nodding their head to because in the comics doesn't Raz Al Ghul like uh, is it what's the name the Leviathan Pit or something that brings him back to to life? He's got there's, like magic. There's and like stuff a reincarnation thing. So I think this is a little nod to that being like okay, you thought Raz Al Ghul was dead, but now this is actually Raz Al Ghul and he's yeah. Alive. And again, like part of you is like, well, wait a second, isn't Lee, wouldn't Liam Neeson just be Raz Al Ghul? And it's like, well, yeah, he, he, is. he is. So he's like, essentially, I'm secretly doing this. And it's all a play on the whole thing where like Bruce uh, tricked him into thinking he got him that one time, mm. and, but it was a fake fake out with the, the other yes. guy. It's always knowing your surroundings. So it's like another chess game here of the mind. Like, yeah, one Raz Al Ghul always a step ahead and tells Bruce that he warned him about compassion because obviously Bruce saved his life. He's like, I saved your life. What the fuck, bro? Like, I could have let you die. And he's like, yeah, I told you, compassion. to be you. He's got some points about compassion and love. He says, if, like, someone has, like, if you love someone, like, he says, I once had a family and and all Mm. this, like, you have to get rid of that to make yourself not, like, vulnerable, essentially. And it's pretty true, right? Like, the easiest way to hurt someone is using other people. And that's why Bruce created the symbol. Yeah. But obviously, Ra's al Ghul knows Bruce Wayne is Batman and is kind of threatening... Rachel and 
all of them. He he looks around the room instantly and realizes his party has a lot of regular people, like mm. civilians. But then, in within the crowd now, he realizes there's some of these League of Shadows guys. So he's a little concerned, and he says, "Your quarrel is with me," <laughs> says Bruce. Like, yo, don't hurt these people. And he's like, "Well, I, either I hurt these people, or you think of a, you tell them the truth. You tell everyone to get the fuck out." So Bruce, without even like thinking about it, goes, "Yeah, hold on, I got this," and just goes and cuts. You know, the he wanted to do this anyway. He just like slags off everyone there. So they're yeah. like, "Oh well, we know when we're not wanted." Yeah. So they all leave. So he he cuts a promo on the crowd, being like, "You're all here because I'm rich. You're mm. not my friends." And but he acts super drunk. Yeah. So he's slurring his words. Sounds like Matthew Perry on that Friends reunion. <laughs> You're not funny. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> but. He he's he's like talking like this and tells everyone fuck off. So all these rich people are like, all right, clearly you don't want us here, so they leave. And that that was his plan to get them out. Yeah. And now uh, Ra's al Ghul decides I'm gonna burn down Wayne Manor. You burnt down my house. I'm gonna burn down your house. Uh, so there's a big fight at Wayne Manor. The whole place is burning down. This time Bruce gets trapped underneath some falling debris. But Alfred... He's back. ...comes to the save and goes, Why did you do all those push-ups if you can't even lift up a bloody log? <laughs> well, is, you, I, I love his accent. We, we've talked about him off-air many times because I don't know what's the, the, the technical accent he's got, but it's like the way he talks... Yeah, it's like the way he, his voice, though, is like no one... Like, he talks... It's like, ah. Oh. I've always done this running joke where, like, they'll... Um, Christopher Nolan's like, yeah, so Michael, that, that was great, but remember, he's a posh butler, okay? So do it. Oh, you, you want posher this time? All right, all right, got it. Why do you even do those push-ups if you can't even lift up a bloody log? Is that right? Sure, Michael, we'll, we'll, we'll change the character a bit. It's fine. And, and low-key, Christian Bale's looking over like, fucking guy. I got to do this American Yeah, yeah I got to do this American accent. There's See, Michael Caine just being Michael Caine. See, like, I had no idea Christian Bale was not American. Yeah. When you watch this movie, you would just figure that's, mm. like, his voice. Uh, so, yeah, what's the point of all these push-ups? And he, he saves Bruce here, but, like, the chaos here of the whole Wayne Manor's mm. getting destroyed by these League of Shadows. But in the same time, while it's cutting to these clips, it's showing, like, their plan is in act throughout the city. Mm. So, like, it was all this plan to fuck with to every- just release yeah. this everywhere in Gotham. Um, there's a nice moment between Bruce and Alfred where Bruce thinks he's failed Gotham and Alfred reminds him, why do we fail, sir? So we can pick ourselves back up. <laughs> uh, rather than- I can't wait till we get to talk about the, the rovies, the size of tangerines. <laughs> <laughs> I made a promise. To your parents, Master Wayne, to protect you. And I haven't! <laughs> Fuck, I mean, I know him, obviously, from Austin Powers 3. Right. Remember, he's the dad. Of all the films yeah, to say yeah. I remember Michael yeah, Caine from. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. Alfie. Yeah. Alfie's lit. What's Italian the one? job. Is he in the OG Italian job? Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Uh, Zulu? Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's great. Um, so Raz and his men have now raised all the bridges at Gotham to trap everyone inside and release the poison as Rachel is comforting little King Joffrey. We then uh, see Scarecrow just... Uh, running amok. He's escaped and he's running around on a horse, but it looks like some kind of uh, four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. kind of thing. This... Because uh, of the hallucinogen, uh, this horse is like 
breathing fire and has red eyes and the scarecrow looks terrifying riding this thing. So so Raz Al Ghul and the and the League of Shadows leave Bruce in the same wreckage that he left them, except Raz, Raz does not help Bruce. He does not save yeah. him. So he thinks Bruce is dead at this point. Yeah. But Bruce is saved. So in the meantime, Raz shows up with his crew, and it reveals, yeah, they stole the microwave fucking vaporizer <laughs> thing. And they turn it on right in front of Rachel. Yes. And she's like, I don't... She doesn't know what this thing is, but then realizes, so when the bad guys are putting that powder shit in the water, this, now, this app turns the water into vapor so it goes back into the air and then poof everyone's getting scared going crazy yeah so then it's quite chaos Uh, it's similar to the third movie where like the whole city is like taken under yeah Yeah, the third one is yeah they lock it down don't they it's very similar because it's it's a play on one of the comics and I'm blanking on it now it was one of my favorite ones where it's like this happens like Mm. this city sucks oh yeah you should not live in Gotham Mm. clearly but the bad guy's plan is coming in, and the cool scene with Scarecrow on the horse is pretty terrifying. It looks cool, yeah. Uh, but then I think Rachel gets her due when she, what, sh- shocks him? Yeah, she, she shocks him off the horse. Yeah, she's vaxxed now. So yeah. <laughs> she has the answer. True, yeah. Question, right? So. And Batman saves Rachel and Joffrey, and Rachel asks uh, Batman's name. She's like, who are you? And he goes, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do, that defines me. Bruce. So yeah, he kind of reveals what she said earlier. Uh, so he's she, like, she, "Yeah, I'm Batman." She, he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I don't want to tell you I'm him, but yeah, uh, I'm I, I like this because there's like, uh, right, like to, to get there, he, he's quickly going, you know, getting dressed and getting geared up, and Alfred saved him and, and all that stuff. But all the bridges are closed, mm. so all these officers are either incapacitated on the island or they can't get to the island. So yes. like, the bad guys are the inmates are running the asylum literally, and the one cop is like. Send them all in. He's like, we can't send them in. There's nobody left to send in. And then, and the Batmobile like flies into the scene. Well, remember when he was training, uh, one of the things Ducard, Ra's al Ghul said was, you took on six men. I'm going to train you how to take on 6,000. And And now it's literally, Batman has to take on all of the League of Shadows in Gotham. And like these criminals, like who are let free. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All the escaped criminals. So, Ra's al Ghul has escaped on this monorail with the ME, which he plans on, like, releasing. So, as soon as you get it to... Briefly, Wayne's dad, uh, Bruce Wayne's dad mentioned that he built Wayne Tower, which is the center center of the the Gotham City. And they got the the subway monorail trains. Monorail! Going in. And Ra's al Ghul's plan is, like, once you blow that up, like, everything will fucking... Like, it'll just, like, eat... The whole city will just eat itself alive and... He wants to start from new. And they make references to, like, yeah, we were behind fucking, like, the, the British, uh, what is it, like, November to Remember, whatever. Right. Yeah, like, he mentions briefly, like, think of all the things throughout the ages. You think that was coincidence? Like, no, it was it was us, like, mm. doing this for ages of, like, doing all these things. And this is how society needs to restart. They're basically, the League of Shadows are basically Antifa. And they're like, we... We've got to burn it down yeah, to build it up. Some weird, like, mm. s- thing. But, so, Raz's, like, plan is to crash this into the or do something with the machine but obviously Batman shows up to stop him so it's Batman and Ra's al Ghul they're fighting on the speeding monorail and this thing's going at quite the speed and he's like uh, when I told you to to learn theatrics and like the smoke and illusions yeah. I didn't mean take it seriously he gets, <laughs> a, good, very he gets yeah. a great dig at Batman <laughs> you know, I would have killed him for that joke I was like ah that was a good one but I'm gonna have to kill you now meanwhile uh 
commissioner, sorry, not commissioner, Jim Gordon, yeah, Jim Gordon. is uh, driving the tumbler, the Batmobile, as his plan is to kind of blow up part of the rail to stop the monorail, like, from smashing into... Yeah, so man. Bruce's plan is to just cause... Gordon's going to make that go off the rails, so just cause, like, a, a, another explosion. But Batman's ready to sacrifice himself. Yes. So there's this big chase scene as Raz and and uh, Batman are fighting, and then the Gordon like succeeds. He blows up part of the monorail. The monorail is going to go flying, and Raz Al Ghul is kind of hanging on. He's like, "You can't stop this train, Bruce." And he's like, "You're not swear. You gotta be aware of your surroundings because I ain't trying to stop the train." And then Raz looks and he's like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. And Batman says, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you either. Peace. And he flies, (laughs) pretty much, flies off backwards, looks fabulous, flying out of the back of this monorail. I mean, he killed Raz. Raz just just goes, closes his eyes and accepts fate. He's like, this is on Jim's hands, this one. I I didn't do anything. I didn't pull the trigger. Poor Liam Neeson's. Yeah, fucked up here. He's dead. So Raz Al Ghul dies. He's a real ghoul now. And or uh, does he? No. Or does he? <laughs> yeah, he dies. And Batman <laughs> saves the day. Um, we go to Wayne Enterprises where uh, Earl is is holding another kind of business meeting yes. committee, and uh, Lucius Fox is already in there. the The meeting's already started, and I was like, uh, "I fired you." And he goes, yeah, you did, but I got a new job, yours. And <laughs> so Earl <laughs> is like pissed and like phones up Bruce and is like, what's going on? Like, you don't have any power here. And he goes, well, actually, when you made the Wayne Enterprises public, I just bought majority of the shares. Wow. So I am the boss and Fox is in charge. And then that's when Fox goes, didn't you get the memo? So this guy's gone. He's gone. He's out of here. So Lucius has helped running the, the thing. Uh, it's like a, it's a good moment, and it's like it's like now the city's in like rehabilitation. Yeah, mode. He's it feels fixed. like we're in a better place. He's at the Wayne Manor. It's destroyed. The firefighters are going through it. I'm sure they didn't show this, but I'm sure uh, Bruce and Alfred to the firefighters and the cleanup crew were like, "Yeah, yeah, just stay away from like <laughs> over all over there. there. Don't yeah. ever go what over is it, here. the southeast yeah. corner." So then, yeah, that's when Alfred and him are like, "Well, now that this is all taken, we could." Rebuild it brick for brick, but we could, you Make know, get a little add better secret tunnels yeah. and all sorts of different shit. And uh, yeah, we see in the newspaper that um, the the story is that drunk billionaire <laughs> burns down his own place, and he's cool with that. And he's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." That's crazy. Rachel tells Bruce that she's always loved him and she's proud of him as his father would be, uh, but that doesn't stop her from going off with Harvey Dent very soon. Oh. And yeah, so they want to do improvements on uh, Wayne Manor, and then the final scene, we see Batman actually putting out the proper bat symbol this time. I like how he he donated it. Yeah. Like he made it for them. For the city. He's so egotistical. Yeah. He's like, hey, you might want this to call me. <laughs> <laughs> and so Jim Gordon, who I believe's had a bit of a promotion now yes. at this point, shows up and he's like, like, yeah, we saved the game the day, but things are only gonna get worse. Now we've added like like armor and theatricality into this. Um unfortunately like the bad guys are gonna 
are going to work on it. Like improve. every time you give a cop a semi-automatic, they get automatics. Every time we got bulletproof gear, they got guns that shoot through it. Like they're like he's like, and there's a lot of people that are still escaped from mm. like these cells that were going to escalate. Yeah. So he says, and we've just there's just been this armed robbery, and the guy left a calling card behind, and clearly has a thing for the theatrics just like you and flips the card over and it's the joker oh oh in a baggie he goes i never said thank you and batman says you'll never have to and then he just flies away flies away and just vanishes and that's the end of batman begins with a good little like this is a mcu style stinger here yeah. isn't it with the reveal of the joker I think that's where the hype came for the next movie. The final for scene. For sure. Because as soon as this got out, everyone's like, wait a second, they're doing this again? Batman and Joker? Like, mm. yeah. Definitely one of the best ending teases yeah. in a movie. Uh, I was just talking to someone the other day. They were watching the, the, the MCU one. I think it's Iron Man 2. The credits roll, and then it's Thor's hammer. Okay, That's yeah. like one of the best little teases. It's mm. like the little thing that does it for you. And it lets your mind do, like, do the... The thinking, right? Oh, yeah. And that's what here does. Because at the time, did they know they were going to make that movie? Maybe. Yeah. Right? So they're just like, fuck it. Let's just add this. When you think of Batman, you think of Joker. So let's add this in there at the end. It's like, as soon as they flip the card, your brain goes like, what is that going to be? I feel you can't, it's the same in horror, and it's certainly the same in superhero films. You always need to leave something. Yeah. Just in case. Because even Dark Knight Rises, which they were very adamant, this is it. We're ending it. But even then, they leave little things at the end where they go, well, you could always come back with yeah. these guys if you want to. I, I, I love this. Even even now, like we know where the movie goes yeah. and what the next movie is, and it's amazing. But even this little thing, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, that's never mentioned in that movie either. And I think what, what I always love about, I think why sequels to superhero films especially are usually pretty good. Like you think Spider-Man 2 is very highly regarded, Dark yeah. Knight, obviously... I think it's because, right, we've got all the exposition out the way now. We can just dive right in. And it's exactly what they do with the next it's film. Like Empire Strikes Back. It's like, yeah, bang, Joker's there right away, and it's Batman v. Joker. You don't need uh, all this exposition of how to get there. And I love the exposition in this film. Yeah. But I think it always helps if you've got a strong first film, like the second one in, in kind of these genres usually do pretty well. Even Spider-Man, the, the recent one, with the second one technically is what Mysterio with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. he finally got his uh, superhero movie there he did. Uh, which is amazing I, I mm. thought actually so yeah uh, leading into the second movie with this ending is so sweet and it looks just like the comic book like Gary Oldman is fucking amazing I think he's one of the greatest actors just like, I think so he, he, I read trivia on this that he they were like, if we could get him, like, fuck. Like, there was a few other people. They wanted Anthony Hopkins as Alfred. They wanted different things okay. for different people. But when they got him, they were like, fuck yeah. Like, this is... Like, look at the cast. They're like, fuck yeah, Gary Oldman. He didn't know his lines yet. So he's on the plane, and that's when he starts reading the, the fucking right. lines. Because he's like, I just got signed to do this. Yeah. And didn't get time. And I'm like, dude, you understood the assignment. You are... for. I know uh, J. Jonah Jameson's doing double duty now as uh, the new... Uh, Gordon. Oh, okay. Um, right. Whiplash dude. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I think he's amazing. I think he's, Simmons. I fucking love oh, J.K. Incredible. Simmons. However, Gary Oldman is going to be for me. I mean, Gordon. I agree. I think Gary Oldman's one yeah. of the greatest actors alive. Yeah. I think he's incredible and finally does a bit of justice to this character. Yes. Yeah. Jim Gordon is such a, uh, like a 
significant recurring character in the comics. Yeah. I feel in the cartoons, but in the films, like I, like we've done all these films yeah. recently. He's and a I joke. Barely he's remember. A, him. He's a joke. He gets like the poison ivy gets yeah, him under exactly. his powers. Like he's like, he's not any yeah. interesting character at all and it's I definitely think, in the next one actually that I like him the most because oh, he's, yeah. when he's like got, got you son of a bitch or something they like just, that they flesh out every character and, and do it more so uh, kind of in the next one you have Fox with like his like issues with morality about what Bruce is doing right and and I think the supporting cast makes this whole series so much stronger um, Alfred I think the previous Al- Alfred was great. Yeah. Like, that's how I, I've always pictured Alfred to be. For sure. And, but they succeed with the emotional moments between Alfred and Bruce, which I think they've done pretty well in all the films. But just seeing the kind of story of Bruce growing up with Alfred looking after him and that, it, it makes it so much more touching. Um, Gordon just seems like such a... He seems so normal which is important in this. He does seem like the only decent cop yeah, there. And you know he's a family man, which obviously we get into more in the later films. Um, yeah, I think this film is fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think this is the one I've seen the least amount of times of, of, the of, three. of, of like the three. And I haven't watched this easily in like 10 years. Or the, maybe maybe in setup for Dark Knight Rises, which probably is over than 10 years as well, mm-hmm. or almost that way. So I haven't watched it in a long time. So it still felt... Like I knew everything what was happening and and I remembered, but I was like, oh, like I I'm down to rewatch this. And I know a lot of you guys, our listeners, were like, oh, I can't wait till they get like the other ones were fun, mm. comic booky, really stupid and shit that it's fun to talk about. But the real meat is like in the this trilogy is like fantastic. And it started off like that. You could say it was like this sleeper hit that people were were tired of this genre. But then all of a sudden, Batman is what killed it. But then Batman's what brought it back. It changed cinema yeah. a lot. Yeah, I mean, so did Batman and Robin. Yeah. So then <laughs> this had to come in to like pick up the pieces almost ten years later, and they 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 knock it out the park. And Christopher Nolan, like with with the way he shoots things and the way he puts everything together, it made so much sense. Like you mentioned, like the Nolan as a description of something like yeah, they're doing the Nolan thing where you make it realistic, mm. dark, like that's how it it'll be. And it's like it's such a good thing. But then on top of that, he hires like amazing writers that clearly like did tie-ins with the the comics and the names of the characters mm-hmm. that are like been in comics since like the 70s and stuff like the gangs and little things here and like, there just sprinkled in like the court case of uh, yeah. Victor Sass yeah. uh, earlier and that yeah. kind of thing and there's probably more easter eggs that we're so like glancing over but like then to to on top of that like then hire like actual fucking good actors like mm. all of the people in this the main characters that we've mentioned are like killer performances well I mean the previous ones had good actors but they're actually allowed to act right here you know yeah yeah like you look at the others you've had Jack Nicholson Tommy Lee Jones Jim Carrey Uma Thurman like they're not like short on amazing talents just I think one of the big things is at no point during the making of this film I think David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan went how would a kid enjoy this True. And that's important because I don't think adults know how to... I don't think adults know what kids like, full stop. Yeah. And therefore, I think so much stuff, I think where WWE's been wrong for years, is they think kids like this stupid shit. Right. Whereas realistically, I was a kid when they were aiming the product at an adult audience, and that's when I thought it was the coolest fucking shit. Yeah. And that's here. Like, sure, I think 
when you're seven, like Batman and Robin, it's great. The best. But it's kind of, I say, by the time you hit maybe 12, you're already going, oh, this is kind of kiddie and cheesy and shit. Yeah. Whereas there's no intention at all. Like, it's all about essentially the mafia in this film. It's about the mob is the that's what's kind sick. of the main thing. And that's what's sick. And there's yeah. no way you're making a mob film for kids. I would think Batman's just speeding away. Oh, it the, looks like Batman's Lambo, right actually. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a red one, though. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting, because I remember being always into comic books and stuff, and some, my, my older cousin would, like, not be... He's always into just, like, football and, like, gangster Scarface and, like, all that shit. And it's interesting, because when The Dark Knight came out, he's like, hey, all my buddies keep telling me about this... This Batman, The Dark Knight, and I'm like, oh, it's fucking. And like, I'm a kid. I'm like, oh, it's amazing. It's great. So we found like an, a, a pirated version of it on, mm. online. I've already watched it in theaters, yeah. but like, I'll rewatch it with you. And like, this guy is my older cousin. He always used to be like, ah, oh, comic books and superheroes and shit. And then here he is, like, hey, I heard this is really good. So we put it on, and then like. My old Portuguese uncles are like walking by the living room. They're like, "What are you guys watching?" We're like, "Batman." And they're like, "Ah, Batman, whatever." But then they come into the room and it's like, "Wait a second, what's going on here?" These like <laughs> mafia guys with guns. And then like most of the family was like, "This is good. This is good." I'm like, "Yeah, it's sick." It, that's exactly with my brother yeah. as well. My brother um, doesn't like the superhero genre particularly, yeah. um, and but he loves these films because they're just great. Films. Good movies, I, I yeah. wouldn't even say these are good superhero films. These are just good films. Yeah. And I'd say the only other one where, like when Infinity War and Endgame was coming out, I, I feel like my brother might have felt like, uh, I'm kind of missing on the hype a bit now, but I've got to watch 22 films to uh, be able to yeah. watch this. No, it's, it's gone. The, <laughs> that boat sailed. But I remember saying, okay, you like the Dark Knight uh, trilogy, watch Logan. It doesn't matter that yes, you can watch, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. I think the only other yeah, for sure. superhero film that I'd say you can watch standalone. Sure, there's been what nine X Men films probably before then. Yeah, you don't need to watch it. No. All you need to know is Patrick Stewart is Professor X and he's kind of ill, and Wolverine is Hugh Jackman and he's kind of ill as well. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> dying. Watch the film. That's Everyone's it. It's dying. a fucking great film. But the same with this one. You could just be like, hey, this is the one where Bat- you, it's Batman's origin story. And yeah. they go, oh, this is how Batman's made? Cool. It's, 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 a, it's a good story and it's interesting. Uh, everyone involved in this movie just like knocked it out the park. And we mentioned it like, didn't do like... It, obviously, it made a lot of money, but it, it didn't like blow up as much as like you kind of figured it would. But then, like, as soon as the word got around that they were making this one with the Joker, it was all in the news. Like, when Heath Ledger got hired, there was such backlash. Mm. And, like, how could you end that with this Joker and promoting that it's going to be him? Like, it's so ridiculous. And then, of course, when he passes, like, the hype for The Dark Knight just got, like, superstarred. Like, just bigger than, like, it went back to what Batman used to be. It's a pet peeve is, like, casting criticisms. Yeah. Like still just wait. Oh, yeah. always, always. Robert Pattinson being yeah, yeah. like cast, and people are like, what guy from Twilight? It's like, yeah, he's made a a lot of movies since then, and you know his his job is to pretend he's someone else. Like, can we trust that he can yeah. do his job? Maybe. And it's 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 definitely interesting for this one though. Like again, I was a little young and I didn't quite know who Christian Bale is, but then when I watch it, I'm like, whoever this guy is is amazing because mm. he took this and was like, I'm going to be this Batman. I'm not going to be this comic book, uh, this this toy from the past movies. I'm going to be like, I guess he was a big fan. And he he read these graphic novels. He got into it. I I mean, we're going to go into our scores. Yes, now. bat scores. Uh, but I'm going to say off off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there. Yeah. Um, 
he's the actor that is the best at being both Bruce and Batman. Yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. I believe him as a playboy. I believe he can be charming when he wants to. Yeah. Uh, I believe he's very intelligent and can be this sort of detective and, like, mastermind between behind these gadgets and stuff. I also believe he'll beat the fuck out of you if he needs to. And I, I feel Christian Bale, the person, you look at him and you go, uh, you've got a dark past. There, there's something, <laughs> there's something troubling you, you know? Yeah. Whereas... George Clooney, I love Clooney, yeah. but I don't, I don't get that he'll beat me up. Not at all. I don't get that. What? The, he, he broke up with Stacey Keebler. Like, that's how bad <laughs> I think it probably gets for him. And then he landed on his feet really well. Um, yeah. Yeah, so shall we go into our scores? Yes, let's go into our bat scores I'm just going to give a little rundown of our scores so far. So uh, after our, I'm not going to do yeah. the breakdowns, but after our combined scores, Batman... Got a 3.5 stars. Out of us. five. Out of five. Batman Returns got a 3.34 stars, so probably round up 3.5 okay. as well. Okay. Uh, Mask of Phantasm is currently leading with four stars. Okay. Good film. Yeah. Batman Forever, three stars, middle of the road, uh, just a bit below <laughs> the Tim Burton ones. It's definitely genuine. Gen- genu- yeah. Yeah. Generous. <laughs> Well, then we go to Batman and Robin, which I think is also Still maybe a bit generous. generous, but I think maybe we just really enjoyed yeah. how bad it was. I smoked a lot before watching it. 2.5. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, which <laughs> I think a lot of people would disagree with us. I mean, yeah, we, we could say it's as low as a one, but come on. So the first on the list is Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I'm being super generous here because clearly I was generous on the other ones. Yeah. You said in this movie there wasn't enough of like the Playboy mm. thing, and it gave you a little bit because I definitely love him showing up with two girls in the same uh, Lamborghini yep. passenger seat and then jumping in the fountain. But it also showed a Bruce that we have totally never seen because mm. it's him like vulnerable. It's him with the gun. It's a it's a whole it's a whole character yeah. that we haven't seen at all. So for me, like it's almost like they created this that they gloss over in every other form mm. of Batman. So I'm like that is definitely a part of the movie that you wouldn't go into this movie thinking was like oh that was so sick how they Bruce is there he's gonna shoot this guy it's like dramatic and it's not the playboy Bruce but it's still like this like Bruce and I thought I, I again I just really love Christian Bale I gave this a 9 Ooh. out of Bruce I didn't give it a 10 because there needed to be one more like playboy thing but I'm yeah for exactly the same reasons I went with an 8 yeah um, I, I love the scene in the fountain at the hotel but yeah, one more. I think something early on would have been useful uh, to kind of yeah. show him a bit more uh, like light-hearted. And I think he could have been even more of a dick with Earl um, yeah. to kind of show off a bit. Right. Um, but I love, as you said, that we get this whole backstory inside of him we don't normally see. Uh, I went with eight. Yeah, like he, he's he's really good in, in stuff we didn't think Bruce would be, in, and the training uh, mm. as well. That's not Batman yet; he's Bruce, so yeah. it's like it, it's pretty uh, entertaining. Well, let's go to Batman. Yeah, I am usually on the like I'm usually on the same page. I know I've given different ones for different things, but I'm giving him a nine as well mm. for Batman because he's totally believable as Batman. Whether you, uh, I think anyone who does the I'm Batman, where are the other drugs going stuff. You're going to like kind of laugh at that anyways, but it's the first time that Batman changes fucking voice. It makes sense. So like, yeah, it totally makes sense. So you can't even knock it because like 
If you put on a costume of Batman, I would say, Davey, why are you wearing a costume of Batman? Okay, if we legit had today... Yeah. Uh, someone who could afford all these outfits and, like, crazy weapons and stuff, I'm looking right at Elon Musk, right? <laughs> like, wouldn't you say that's yeah. kind of the sort of equivalent? Yeah, I would yeah. think, like, yeah, you're a billionaire and you have plans to, like, colonize Mars and all this shit. Yeah. Like you, And I believe you could do it if you wanted to. Uh, so don't sound like Elon Musk when you're dressed as a superhero. So the voice is funny and definitely gets a bit more ridiculous yeah. in the later oh, yeah, films. Yeah. But yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you disguise uh, it? I like Batman. It totally is a 180 from... And it's good because all these movies in the past like few months, it's fresh in our heads from doing mm. these reviews. It, it totally doesn't make Batman a joke anymore. The no. last time we saw Batman was Batnips. Yeah. And now he looks like he would kill me. I'm scared of this guy. When he's upside down, he's like, I'm here. He said like he wanted to play Batman as this monster. Yeah, he like, is. full of rage. And the scene where he's the, like, the scarecrow sees him and he's terrifying. Like, yeah, that's exactly And it. apparently he hated the suit so much wearing it yeah. that it always put him in a foul mood. Which, like, they loved for him being <laughs> Batman because he's just, Batman. like, so angry. And apparently doing the voice fucks his voice up. Oh, yeah. Like, it like fucks got, mine is yeah, doing it on the uh, pod. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, nine and nine for Bruce and Bats. Yeah, me. I went nine as well. Yeah. Uh, I, as we said, I, I believe this guy is scary. I think he'd fuck you up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Main villain, I believe we're going with Ra's al Ghul. Right, yeah. So, like, he, he's a big chunk of the beginning and a big chunk of the end, but he's not kind of in the movie... F- fully there mm. uh, here I'm giving him a 7 not because I like don't think he's perfect because I, I do love Liam Neeson mm. I think his acting is there but he is like missing from a chunk of it and I would say you tell like 10 people hey I'm, I'm watching the Batman they're like oh what villain is that one because they, mm. they he's not like super memorable because all he has is the goatee mm. and they don't they don't do too much of his like I want to say spiritual magic shit that he does in like the cartoons and comics but like Seven is because like the character that he does still see like the training and the fighting is like still epic I just I lowered like it's it's a seven because he's not as exciting as like the Joker or whatever right so I still think he's he's awesome and that's why I'm still kind of up uh, there I'm similar page as you but yeah. a bit lower I okay. went a six yeah it's I, like oh who's I the C level I think it's the right character for this story yeah and I love seeing him uh, <laughs> like I love the whole training thing um, introducing the League of Shadows uh, I think he looks like the counterpart he looks like he does in the yeah, comics and the sure. cartoon and stuff um but yeah, uh, even even now when people have seen this film, you say, "Oh yeah, Ra's al Ghul." People are gonna, who? Yeah. And if you again Halloween parties, you see people dressed as the Riddler. You see so many people dressed as any iteration of the Joker, Catwoman, uh, fuck even Penguin. No one goes dressed as Ra's al Ghul. They fucking should. It's not iconic enough. No, it's not. Um, but I think for the purpose of this this story, I think it works. We never yeah, mentioned the name Ra's al Ghul, actually. The name in, like, I think Arabic or something means head of the demon. Okay. Like, translations Ooh. something. So, like, yeah, that's smart, because like, okay. he's al-Ghul. the head. Yeah. Um, I also feel, going back to the Bond analogy, he's kind of Alec Trevelyan in GoldenEye. Yeah. You he's know, there in the he, beginning. He's at the beginning. Okay, he doesn't die here, but he's sort of left. You don't know what's happened to him. Yeah. And you kind of think that's it. And then is the actual big bad later on. Right. Yeah, um, that's true. I get those vibes. 
secondary villains. So let's just say uh, like Scarecrow and Falcone here. Like, yeah, I give it a seven as well because uh, mm. they kind of fill in the gaps. Like these guys are who Bats is tying up with for like the par- chunks of the movie as well. And it's like, yeah, finally seeing the Scarecrow done like this is so fucking sick. Like, it's so awesome. But I'd still say Scarecrow's a little bit of a, like, side thing. That's why they booked it properly. Like, they booked this movie with multiple villains, but they didn't hit you over the head with it like the past few Mm. shitty, like, pairings that don't make sense. Like, everything kind of falls into place. So I'm not giving it a 7 because I think it's shit. I'm giving it a 7 because Silly Murphy's great and the character's great. It still is, like, nothing that's, like, that epic, like... I feel right. if there was an extended cut of this film, right. it would really help to see him doing the experiments on the inmates and just show even more of what a psychopath this guy is. Yeah. Because all we really see is a gas mask. And it's, it's true. cool. Like, the, the hallucinations are cool. But I, I feel there's more we can get out of this. And he's such a great actor and so scary. But again, he doesn't reach that kind of iconic level of supervillain that you get in in some of the what the yeah. less good films. He's still you know? sick. He's still he's still sick. good. I yeah. went for a five. Yeah. Um. Like again, I think perfect choice for this story. I, I wouldn't necessarily say change anything about it, but just if we're looking at superhero films as a whole, I can't say like he's top of the list. Yeah. All right. So sorry, you went seven, seven. and seven for the villains, right? Yes. Alfred. All right. I love the old Alfred, but after rewatching Mr. Cockney slang, uh, what's his name? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Sir Michael Caine. Like, he's fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I gave him a 10. Ooh. I gave him a full 10 here. Uh, simply because the push-up line definitely put it over. The, I was like, ah, you had to get your dig in. You had to get him back. But he's the guy who, like, sets Bruce straight all the time. He saved him. Uh, it was it was definitely the uh, that push-up line that made me laugh the most from him, but it was the... Uh, when Bruce is like as a kid like oh it was my fault I, I ran out he tells him the truth like we, we left early because of me I was scared and because of that we got shot and he's like no it fucking wasn't, it fucking, it wasn't. never yeah it, <laughs> never uh, so I was like dude you're fucking great you're such a good actor and Christopher Nolan was like oh you're just so good I gotta put you in Inception for yeah. no reason but you're in it <laughs> all his films yeah all, all his films, films. yeah um, I'm being generous I just really love him I went a 9 for the yeah. same reasons I just don't really give a 10. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. Uh, it wouldn't, would just, it would have been so jarring with Michael Caine to put on like a posh accent. But if you go in like what right. I expect from the comics and things, but, um, but no, he's perfect. Like yeah. the, you believe he is this father figure yeah. with Bruce. Like you completely buy that relationship. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, he's great. And we'll go to the Batmobile. The Batmobile, the yeah. The Tumbler. Yeah. Um, I guess this could be a, a controversial, but I'm giving it a 10 as well. Uh, simply because I think as a kid, I loved having the toys of all the other old school Batmobiles. But this is the most realistic version. If this guy was going to fucking dress as this guy as a bat and drive around the city in a fucking car, it's not going to be a car. It's mm. going to be this. It's going to be this tank that can flip and crush cars and drive all over the place, stealth mode, all this, like, army shit. So, yeah, it, it looks sick. I don't know how kids don't have more toys. Like, this should, we should have one of these in the set. Um, I, this is the highest score I've given, I think. I went a 9.5. Yeah. Uh, for the same reasons, I don't really give a 10. Um, but, yeah, this is, it's practical. Yeah. Um, and it looks cool. 
Like, it, it feels like something, yeah, Batman would drive. Like, the others look flashy and are, but are essentially sports cars. Like, yeah. this is going to get the job done. Like, I can believe this jumping in, jumping over gaps in bridges and, uh, or even if it crashes, like, being okay because it's so armoured. Yeah. Uh, it's, and yeah, I, I'm like you, I've seen this in person as well. It's, it's really cool. It's like, you almost hated it at first. Like, when they first showed this, pictures of this, you're like, this, that's the Batmobile? You're like, ah, but then you're like, no, well, wait a second. Like, it, yeah, this, this is what it would do. Because the old ones, Michael Keaton pushes a button, it's got, like, armour on it. And it's like, well, no, it looks like shit. Like, Again, it's one of those things, <laughs> wait till the film comes out before judging. Yeah, and, and, and then you do, and you're I'm like, like oh, very yeah. intrigued by these early designs of the Riddler because right. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sure it will make sense yeah, once we see will. the film. For sure, I'm not going to start boycotting the film because he doesn't look like the Riddler does in the comic. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure it will make sense and will be. They're trying to create something else iconic, you know. For sure. Um, let's go for the suit slash gadgets. Well, as I mentioned, there's no bat nips, mm. so that's why you can't give it a ten. <laughs> um, I gave it a nine. Okay. Because the suit, I thought, was like when it first came out, I was like, dude, that's what. Like, that's what fucking Batman is. He's fucking scary. Don't make them look like George Clooney in mm. a fucking silver ice suit, whatever the fuck that was. You don't want to be stopped to have a photo <laughs> with this guy. Yeah. You know? like, Whereas yeah. he's like, oh, it's Times Square. Like, oh, so it's like, Batman. Yeah. And, like, the suits just get better in, in, this, in these movies, the next few movies. And, like, I fucking love that. And then the gadgets, uh, <laughs> it's a bat boot thing that turns a I'd bat- say the cape. <laughs> As well. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, cape. Uh, the cape is like that magnetic thing. It actually explains everything. Because yeah. in the old movies, he just all of a sudden he flies. Mm. In the Batman Returns, he walks around with the rubbery cape the whole movie. And then one scene, all of a sudden, it's got like retractable things. And it's like, <laughs> no, that doesn't look real at all. We criticized it. Here, everything makes sense. And the fact that he's got this like app thing in his boot that he pushes and it calls bats. I'm like, dude, that's fucking badass. So, yeah. Very Ant-Man-esque, isn't it's it? It's like, <laughs> I'm calling all the bats. Yeah. And they're coming. So... Nine, yeah, for sure. I went uh, an eight. Uh, I think it it looks great. And again, I love the practicality of it. I love that they explain it, that this is like a military, like, cave diving suit. suit. Yeah. And you go, yeah, like it's, I believe it, it looks bulletproof. Oh, and the fact uh, they explain how they make it, like they're ordering parts from like companies and yeah. I love that. And I think... If the if the gadget is just like the calling the bats thing and the cape, I think they're really, really pretty cool yeah. and not campy. It's it's the practicality I love so much about this film, um, and then just overall enjoyment of the film. Yeah, I give this an eight. Uh, it's it holds up. I mentioned what I like about it is the acting and the characters, like stuff you did not see in any of the former movies. Um, you could say, I don't want to say this is the boring Batman movie, because it really isn't. There's mm. so much stuff going on, but compared to the uh, some of the other stuff, I understand that saying. I can see people, maybe, who aren't as patient, being yeah. like, let's go, where's Batman? Where's yeah. Riddler? Where's Joker? Let's yeah. go. And, like, I personally like more. I, I like... Uh, character development and that and and exposition yeah. in my superhero films uh i don't just need action action all the time exactly like, that's not for me but some people need that and that's fine as well so i, I can see why people would think that but i get it. i gave it an eight i still love this movie. i gave it an, a nine yeah. I, I think it's really a really really strong film and just restores all faith in this universe that was maybe lost 
100% because you're now especially leaving you on that cliffhanger with the Joker card like you're like holy shit they just knocked this out the park who knows what they'll do with the Joker because they did such a good job on this so yeah I, I, I have not watched this in a long time and it definitely was like like oh man this movie's great so yeah. so doing some quick maths bat maths bat math baths no that doesn't <laughs> work uh, I got an overall score uh, once doing the average of 7.95, sorry, 9.4. You had an overall score of 8.625. We then add them together and divide by 2, which gives a combined score of 8.3. Divide that by 2 for a star rating. It gives us a 4.15. We'll round that up to a 4.25. So four and a quarter star Batman Begins is top of the Whoa. bat leaderboard. Wow, it's leading the charge. It's, yeah. It's the best bat movie thus far. And these are official. Official bat scores. Um, and if you disagree, you're wrong. Yeah, because we did the math. Because we did the math. And what we say is the gospel here. Uh, so clearly, we like this movie. Mm. It was a lot of fun to, to go back and, and dissect it and everything. Because whatever they did, like, rein, reinvigorated this, like, genre and this creating... You don't need to just go make toy commercials. You can do stuff with, with actual characters and feelings and emotions and messages. The whole message of the whole trilogy is like rise. If you get knocked down, you know, don't give up and injustice and the you know Bruce doesn't want to kill people. He even if this guy is a murderer or something, you got to try him and you got to put him in jail. Like there's there's like messages and and and, and good good stuff deep within it and and it's it's a really good movie. Honestly, I, I enjoyed watching it. Everything is on point. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess the next time. We talk about Batman. Will be the main event, the five star classic. Will will it be the Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, well, I also forgot that there might be some feedback. We do. Yeah. Yes. Do you um, want to start? Sure. We put up feedback on forum.postwrestling.com and the Patreon uh, to see what you think of this film. And we start off with Robbie who says, as someone who grew up watching, reading a lot of Batman, but mainly for the Bat-Fam, Robin Nightwing is a fave fictional character of mine, I didn't expect to enjoy an origin story all that much. Since Bruce is a character I generally don't enjoy, but this is a fantastic film. Not only do I find it is the best film of the Nolanverse, but it is clearly to me the best Bat film of all time. Wow. The origin is done to perfection and could have easily been seen as a straight lift from year one. The villain choices I was thrilled with. I even loved the swerve of the decoy Ra's al Ghul looking just like the comic counterpart to really convince someone like me that it was the real deal. This is peak Batman storytelling to me and if we were going off this film alone I'd say he is the best portrayal of Batman. But alas, they kept going. Great film nonetheless, hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you. We go to David M, a.k.a. not Josh Groban. Mm. He writes in, I like this movie a lot, but I feel like the back half kind of collapses. Liam Neeson is so great in the movie, but his character doesn't come across as a menacing as it needed to be. And his whole plot seemed to bring down Gotham for good reasons is way too convoluted. They definitely course corrected with Dark Knight, which delivers the whole way through. But it's a shame because otherwise a good movie and Neeson is so great. So clearly he's like, the guy's plan was to hit them with the vapes. <laughs> the villain's flat pans are never particularly yeah, good. true. Uh, we go to Eric Marcotte, who says, In my opinion, Batman Begins is the best Batman movie. Wow. And a top fight film in the super, jo 
sorry, a top five film in the superhero genre, Batman Begins showcased a level of storytelling and character development that was previously unheard of in the genre, especially when compared to the other origin stories, as well as the prior Batman films. All of the leads give great performances, and each central character has, was so layered compared to their prior incarnations. Just think about Commissioner Gordon's role in the originals. I did have some issues with the I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either cop-out ending, but that's a wider issue throughout the Dark Knight trilogy that I'll complain about more down the road. He was allowed to kill him. <laughs> I give him the blessing. He should have killed him. He, he didn't. He did. He didn't kill well, him. Well, I think it's more that, as you said, he says, all right, I don't kill people. But yeah, well, you left a guy in a train that's hurtling towards a wall. This like, guy deserves He's definitely going to die. He's already he made s- the choice for this guy to he, die. He already saved you once, so therefore he doesn't owe you anything. Fair enough. Everybody gets one. Eric goes, I could go on and on about how great this movie is, but I'll cut myself off. Batman Begins is the height of the Dark Knight trilogy, and in my mind, the best DC Comics film thus far. 9.5 out of 10. Damn. And Eric is... Uh... He's a tough cookie to crack. Mm. There. You know, he doesn't uh, doesn't give out those ratings. No, he he, gets, he tells it like it is. We go to Magan, who writes in Batman Begins shed a lot of the characters' campy, cartoonish baggage in past films and brought this down to earth. The influences of Batman Year One, the Long Halloween, are running rampant throughout. Raz Al Ghul and Scarecrow play off the character in distinct ways, and they were great picks for villains, and neither got shortchanged. The movie was a turning point for comic book films to be taken seriously. It set the blueprint for what came after for its excellent focus on character. Still not fond of Bale's Batman voice in retrospect. He should do the opposite instead. And just be like, all right, I'm Batman! <laughs> British Batman? <laughs> <laughs> We go to Emmanuel Turison, who says, are you ready for it? Yeah. First time, long time. Whoa, first time. First time, long first time. time. <laughs> I love this movie and how good they make the origin story. I like the way Bruce Wayne is not comfortable in becoming a rich heel. I don't know that word, but heel. Uh, you can see how much he at least wants to tell Rachel when they meet again for the first time. It really lays the groundwork for the movies to come. Good bad guys, great supporting actors, and always fun to see Rutger Hauer. A solid 8 out of 10 film. Uh, I see Helm. I don't know Helm. Hmm. Helm didn't show up, but uh, maybe he, he meant something else. Like a heel? Maybe he's a heel. Maybe. Maybe like, like a heel. Oh, the helm. Putting on the helm, I guess. Right, yeah. As in, like, becoming Batman. Becoming Batman. Yes. And Roger Hauer? Who's, who's Roger? Rutger Hauer. He's a Dutch actor who... Uh, Blade Runner. Oh, he's the, the guy in Hobo with a shotgun. He's the Hobo. Nice. Well, he's also <laughs> in Blade Runner, which apparently Nolan showed everyone who was going to help make this movie before. Yeah. He said, everybody come over at this theater he rented, and then they put Blade Runner, and then after said, we're going to make a movie like this, but Batman. He's, he's out. In this okay, film. Yeah. gotcha, yeah. But yeah, I love that. It's like, you see this film? That's going to be Batman. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you thought. Apparently people like this movie. Yes. No, I knew it. It's pretty good. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. good film. It's pretty good. So like we mentioned, the next one we do in this series will be The Dark Knight. Ooh, yes. looking forward to it. So follow our socials and all that stuff, because we'll probably put it out uh, in June sometime. Uh, therefore, when we put up the feedback threads, write in and give us your thoughts on The Dark Knight. Is it lit? Is it overrated? Mm. Does it suck? Or is it the best superhero movie of all time? Of all time. You gotta wait till we put out a review of I mean, this. I'm pretty sure it, it's it's listed... I think it's in top ten on IMDb of just greatest Movies. films yeah. full t- all time, full stop. Yeah. Uh, it's high up there. A lot of people love this movie. Yeah. 
definitely uh, one of my favorite movies. I mean, as I'm recording this, we have the Joker in our living room. It's Ledger. It's number three on IMDb. <sighs> number two is another film we've talked about, The Godfather, and number one, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> oh, Dark Knight's way better than Shawshank. Sorry, 100%. I haven't watched it. Morgan Freeman's in both of them. He is, yeah. (laughs) He is. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Like I mentioned, follow the socials at Up Next Podcast for all this stuff. And if you like listening to us talk about movies, well, we talk about all these other movies on our Patreon, patreon.com slash upnext. Five bucks a month for North American tier. Gets you access to all the podcasts we put out in the month and access to all the past shows, which, yes, it also includes the 60s Batman movie review. It's it's back there in the the catalog. It is in the archives. We do so many. We've done Gremlins, Terminator, like so many crazy movies, all the up yours. Uh, What do we have coming up? Well, I think it's uh, a good time to promote that uh, next week we'll be giving you guys another free movie review Ah. as we're going to be talking about Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's latest zombie flick starring Batista. Uh, It's available to watch on Netflix, so this is just giving you some warning to watch it ahead of time. We'd love to hear all your feedback for this film. Uh, But if you want more zombies, we've just released our Dawn of the Dead 2004 Snyder review on the Patreon. So you can go ahead and listen to that before checking out Army. Yes, uh, check out all the stuff. We've been doing a lot of free shows. The Best Match Ever, Hannah Kimura with WH Park. That is on this feed. Of course, BD Elite. Every Wednesday night we put that up after recording. And Up Next and Shot in the Dark, all the free shows. But if you love us and you're not annoyed of us and want to hear more, the Patreon is where you can access all the shows because we're, we're quietly working on the June schedule and it looks fucking packed so can't wait to share that with you guys and we appreciate you listening and i myself brayden harrington you can find me on twitter instagram at the bray d and you can find me at davy portman take care goodbye be safe and sometimes when you fall it's because we gotta learn how to get back up but most importantly where are the other drugs going <laughs> ahoy Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. 
Service subject to availability. New residential customers in select areas only. Visit Breezeline.com for complete offer details.